Welcome to Lorehammer, episode 15, The Minor Xenos Races, part 1. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. And I'm Jordan. And I'm Mark. Losers. All right. <laughs> Joining us today uh, again from Blast from the Past is Peter. How you doing? Hello. Yes. Glad to be here. Glad to be back. So how's your uh, campaign for the Eldar becoming great again? Is that going hey, good for you? Yeah, absolutely. I am more on the Eldar train than ever before. <laughs> uh the that would be for 2020, of course, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Eldar yeah. for right. U.S. president. 2020. U.S. U.S. president yeah. 2020, <laughs> going up against um, Kanye. Yeah, <laughs> the Rock. Obviously. The, the Rock. Rock yeah, yeah. Uh, possible. Uh, who's the owner of Facebook? What? <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like he's definitely angling for the presidency. <laughs> like, well, why would oh, why would the Eldar go through the democratic process and not just? Uh, they, they at least they mm, good point <laughs> they probably just view us i don't know i don't i feel like the eldar wouldn't really be ones to judge what they, what <laughs> they're the most judgmental i ever. know but of us though like our actions are so small they'd be like oh this dumb race let's no see. they'd be like those filthy monkai <laughs> soon in the uh, <laughs> 28,000 years are going to do this thing called the Great Crusade. <laughs> they're going to fuck over the galaxy. They'll burn it. Yeah, that's Even sooner than that, they're going to unleash AI on yeah. everything. That's why they got to run for president now. Yeah. yeah. It's just, there's just it's a secret. It's a conspiracy. It's not even a theory. It's a conspiracy. Mm. It goes all the way to the top of the Eldar race. <laughs> um... Well, uh, any changes to our previous episode? Our Cicatrix Maledictum. We kind of ended on what the current state and the affairs of the galaxy are. I don't believe there's anything we need to change. I don't know. Has anything um, come through from late Christian? Our, <laughs> our friend, may he rest. No, just <laughs> late May Christian. he rest in pieces. <laughs> no. The late but not so great. <laughs> right, exactly. That, that was his last episode. <laughs> I just looked on Facebook and he uh, posted, I'm done with Star Wars. The Star Wars, Wars thing, and right? Every, yeah, what did you say? You're like, well, he hasn't even <laughs> seen yeah. your movie. You're the worst. It's like, okay. So he's, he's like, like, no, he's he's like, like one of those people who reads a headline on Facebook and criticizes it without <laughs> reading the article. He, so he commented, like, I'm done with Star Wars. And it's like, oh, like, maybe he saw the movie and it was absolutely trash. And then his wife comments underneath it, like, he hasn't even seen the movie. And I'm like, Christian, you're the worst. So bad. I just said, good thing with 40K, guys. <laughs> That's all. And then you went and watched Ultramarines. I, I think he's... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to prime people to, to not like it, like, before they even watch yeah. it. Well, like, it's the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, totally. Me and him were talking about it today, <laughs> and it sounds bad. Like, he was telling me a bunch of spoilers from it, and Wow. It's, Spoiler alert. Don't give no, anything away. No, I'm not, not saying anything. Okay. I'm just saying it's bad. It's Star Wars is awful. It's the worst oh franchise. My gosh. Oh, you love it so much. No, I've never liked Star you Wars. You are the biggest fanboy no. for Mandalorians that has ever Mandalorians existed. Mandalorians and clone troopers. Those are the only good they things. They are in Star Wars. You can't have Mandalorians and clone troopers without Star Wars. Yes, I can. 
No, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was thinking with the movie coming out again that you would probably be getting the itch to play a role-playing game set in the Star Wars yeah. universe again. Yeah. You know what? It comes around. <laughs> the, two years he does that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, my favorite RPG that we've done was that Star Wars one. Yeah. I think it always will be. Yeah, I, I like good. the freedom of it. Yeah. Maybe not like the story. Right. Maybe the campaign wasn't the greatest we ever did. Nah, no. But I like the freedom yeah. of the game. That yeah. was really cool. That's what I liked about it. Yeah. I just hate GMing for people like you. For people like me? Yeah. What did I do? But that's besides the point. <laughs> Let's go back to our 40K podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm you want to be right Star now. Wars guy? Okay. Yeah. You can be well, Star no, Wars. Well, no, 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 no. I do not want to be a Star Wars guy. I just want to. Rage Star, at Star Wars. You just have a lot of anger. You need a you need a different hobby to let out the rage. <laughs> 40k just makes me angry. Exactly. Yeah. There's no fun time there. Um, so Peter. Hello. You've been listening to our podcast. Yes. Intermittently on and off. How how religiously are we talking here? Yeah. Uh, well three knowing, times, four times an episode. <laughs> knowing he, that he, I bought, was gonna, he bought the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> knowing I was coming back, I uh, made sure to what? catch up a little bit. So after uh, we asked why you. our episode spiked <laughs> yeah, yeah, this that's morning. Right, that's right. Why is there such a large download content <laughs> recently? All from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so what okay. So what has been your favorite episode? Oh, well, obviously the Eldar one that I was on. <laughs> that you were on. Okay, okay. I've listened to that several times now. Religiously. I showed your wife. Yeah, that's your right. kids. I just have it Look, playing Daddy's in the background famous. at my house. Just yeah. <laughs> through, like, the intercom system. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But you cut out all of our voices. It's just your voice in it. <laughs> I just repeat my favorite lines yeah. <laughs> of myself. Perfect. He can put it in, like, the cassette player and then sleeps with it on. <laughs> it's like... Peter, Can't blame him. Eldar for 2020. <laughs> uh, no, I I was just listening to uh, the episode where you had Tim on. Yeah, you guys were oh, talking chaos. about uh, painting models at the beginning, which I, I think is really interesting because I suck at <laughs> any of club. that. Yep. Um, and it was cool to hear about Tim, who uh, doesn't suck at that. <laughs> so that was interesting to me. Yeah. What uh, What has been like one of the worst things? Or what do you not like about our podcast? This is your time for constructive criticism. Lay it all out. I can take anything. I am not sensitive about this at all. I am a rage monster. <laughs> I'm going to cry probably if he says anything bad. Well, we know it's Christian already. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. The worst part is Christian. Cut him out. Uh, no, I think there's sometimes where you guys go a little insane. Uh, you say <laughs> things that make me a little cringy. Uh, there's a lot of cringing when I'm listening at times and going. Oh, yes. uh, I'm also picturing uh, Mark's mom listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so... Oh, boy. Yeah, you guys could cringe together, probably. I'm just saying. They're, like, they're just ensuring they don't have a future career in politics. That's all. <laughs> right, that's, yeah, true. that's all we're that's doing. True. Well, I don't know if that's the case. Seems like you don't really have to be a good citizen to be a politician. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired? Political, political take. <laughs> Such a new thing. Uh, so brave. <laughs> guys, I've just discovered this new thing called politics. You guys want to hear? You guys want to hear about it? <laughs> Let's hear about some politics. <laughs> um, Peter, tell us something that you've learned from listening to our podcast. Uh, well, I, I think I told this to Mark before, oh. but way back, like years ago, I actually went looking for a podcast for the lore 
a 40k back when we were playing one of our first like we made this for you uh, <laughs> 40k uh, pen and paper kind of RPGs oh like Death Watch yeah okay. and because I I didn't know anything about anything and I was trying to and understand. you were DMing. No, I was no. never DMing you that DM'd game. It. Mark was. Okay. Uh, but Mark would throw out like a Carnifex, and I wouldn't know what it was. And, so <laughs> and that I was would, why he tried to attack it. I charged it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I didn't know that you should be scared of that. Uh, so I was trying to learn, and I just couldn't find a lot. I actually ended up listening to like an Australian podcast, with, which is very much like this. Uh, friends rambling on and on. <laughs> Uh, not on. talking about uh, 40K very much, talking about <laughs> other things. So. Uh, but no, I've learned a lot. I, I, the stuff I like is like all about the chaos gods that you guys talked about early on, um, where you like focus on the different races, like the orcs, which I didn't know much about. Uh, so it's cool to oh, hear yeah. uh, you guys talking with Frankie when you had him in. Yeah. Uh, the Eldar, I Obviously. learned a lot for that episode. Uh, so. It helps when you have to do your own research. That's right. I wanted to be making sure I wasn't saying uh, untrue things. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, funny on Saturday when you came over, and uh, I just painted my Nid army, and uh, Eric was looking at it, and he picked up the Carnifex. He's like, Peter, this is a Carnifex. <laughs> and then Peter's like, I would not have charged that. If right, I, yeah, exactly. what, I, yeah. If that was the mental image I had, <laughs> I would not have charged that. Peter's right. picturing, like, puppy size, <laughs> maybe got some spikes on it or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I well, it. <clears throat> that is uh, good to know, obviously. We like to know that some people are actually gaining something from our podcast. Even if you're just lying completely, that's totally fine. I accept. Well, he was reading off the script that we gave him. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. Shh. Don't tell <laughs> oh, him that. It's I just read everything written down and it... <laughs> Mark is good and very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Mark can read. Don't lie. I was <laughs> going to say, can Mark can't read. write that. <laughs> uh, well, I guess um, this is going to be a bit of a doozy of an episode. Really long <laughs> It's going to be. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> it, it actually was pretty cool. I, I've... Just for the research for myself, I learned a lot. Yeah, you probably learned about 50 different things. Uh, yeah, I learned, like, this was, all, like, 95% new to me. Yeah. <laughs> all of these. Good. Yeah. So, which is really, really cool. I'm sure it's going to be the same percentage for a bunch of people. Like, even me, like, yeah, the great and mighty mark. Well, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Don't uh, humble yourself too much. You know, the master of 40K. Oh, boy. <laughs> Any more titles? Uh Marcus Aurelius Cornelius <laughs> Maximus? <laughs> That's not a title. It's just oh, a name just you a, gave oh. yourself. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. But uh, for this episode, um, we're going to be doing... We're literally going through a list of the minor Xenos races of the galaxy. Word for word off of Let's Academy. So if but you it is right follow off along... Yeah. Uh, literally just lexicanum list of sentient species. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all there. We're just uh, kind of giving our own spin to it, I guess. But we're doing it alphabetically, and we're going through... Much to the protest of other people. Uh, he who shall not be <laughs> named. And uh, if you're listening, I'm more than waiting for your podcast. <coughs> Christian! <clears throat> okay. Filthy. Well, I think, without further ado, let's get this started. Um, and right at the top of the list, we have a race called the ak Oh, before we get into it. Yeah, please, um, Mark, please uh, ruin the flow again. <laughs> I just like, wanted to talk some more it, about politics. It's like the fourth episode <laughs> in a row you've done this. Oh, before you do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, like, we have it written down. Yep. No, <laughs> do what you want. I just wanted to say, like, 40K is a massive universe, and there's tons of things that, like, <clears throat> um, like we're going through all these minor Xenos races that... Uh, just really help 
build the universe so it's not just like there's just orcs and Eldar and that's all there is in the galaxy. I just want to, I just want to, you know, point out that 40k is massive. And diverse? No, very diverse. Is that what you're going for? (laughs) Much inclusion. What's the buzzword we're trying to hit here? Like we have our quota of words. It's very multicultural. Perfect. That's uh, we've hit them all now. No, now no. let's get back there, to there's our. There's only one culture in 40k, and that's war. That's death. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, and it's just yeah, that's all. There's, there's a lot of xenos. There are, and so like yeah, and like even just, even what we list here is not every race in the galaxy yeah. because there are many many different species yeah. that have yet to be even discovered, or if they have been seen, like they haven't been like chronicled. Yeah. With the Imperium. Yeah. Right? And so. just when we were going through this list and stuff, I was just thinking, like, oh, how would I represent this race on tabletop? Mm. Or, like, in an RPG, this would be cool to come across. Like, yeah, it just definitely. It really fleshes out the universe. And yeah. I encourage people when they're listening to us describe these um, to go online and Google image them and then try to find miniatures, then send me links to those miniatures <laughs> so I can buy those miniatures so I can have more variety in my yeah. 40K. Perfect. That's all. Someone do all of Mark's I just, work for him. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Really, there needs to be a lot more fan art for some of these minor races because they're not represented right now. And, and let's put one uh, uh, clarification on the fan art. Fully closed, clothed. Because <laughs> usually fan art is You're thinking to... of deviant art, aren't oh. you? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't I... that, is that a website? Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, but okay. deviant art is like is is like a deviation from. The I original. thought it meant it was. I just deviant. don't want no, no, anim- no. anime no. Uh, rule thirty four. Ha- rule thirty four. Yeah. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to avoid. Keep it PG. Well. So you're uh, Mark's mom. Don't don't Google that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you what it is right now. Rule thirty four. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's a good point, though. Just the fact that it really is massive, and it's this area where if you're making up a story in 40K, you could use one of these guys, yeah, or you, you can don't use something always you can have to be, make up. Yeah, you don't always have to be fighting orcs. Yeah. There's tons of other Maybe things. Maybe you can go. fight the Arakin or the Antidil. T- tell me what the Arakin <laughs> is. <laughs> All right, well, let's start then. Uh, the Ak Hireth. This is a parasitic life form. Um, they would leech onto their hosts and the drink the bone marrow. And I believe they would even go through the ceramite on or yeah, the adamantium like, on the on the power armor. Like yeah. they would go through it hmm. and they would like latch themselves onto like the Space Marines arms and like try and suck their their like insides out. <laughs> yeah. They're they're now extinct oh. because the Alpha Legion uh, and Alpharius are xenophobic. <laughs> Oh, Let me guess. Well, <laughs> just a little teensy-weensy bit. Or, or they don't like parasites sucking from their skin. No, right. no, it has nothing to do with that. They, oh, they can live with that. They're space oh, warriors. Yeah. They'll be fine. They just don't like them because they're aliens. Oh, it's okay. a clash of cultures. <laughs> <laughs> they just couldn't coexist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were destroyed with a deadly biological weapon, and they are now completely extinct as to our knowledge. So... It's a little bit of a theme you'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it comes to contact with humans in the galaxy. I don't know if uh, this is going to be true with many of these races, but uh, it is kind of funny on Lexicanum. The only source for this um, uh, race is pages 102 and 103 of the Horus Heresy book. You'll, oh, you'll, yeah. you'll find that that's, <laughs> that's pretty like the only common. reference yeah, 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 for in, sure. in all of it. So. Yeah. But they do yeah. seem pretty cool. I mean, they're basically psychic mold that infests entire ships and weren't easy to be taken out. 
No, like they had to use like a biological weapon, right? Like it had to destroy life on like the most basic form, but in order to kill them, couldn't just like use fire or guns or anything. Like I'm pretty sure they had to, uh, they had to use something that was definitely sanctioned. Let's be honest, right? Like they're going nuts on this, but yeah, that one's pretty cool. All right, Mark, the Antidil. <laughs> How about you say the, the racist name, <laughs> All right. and then I'll make up the rest it of the It looks like words. Antidil. Yeah, Antidil, Antidil sure. is what I would say. <laughs> okay, so these are, we don't have too much information. They're not that big. They're about the size of a hand. So An Astarte's hand. Sure. Which is bigger than yours. So Shaq's hand. Right, exactly. Shaquille O'Neal's hand. Yeah. Uh, everyone pull out your Shaquille O'Neal hand measure. <laughs> that yeah. is how big the Antidil is. <laughs> that is how the antidote do. And they look like a severed fingered, seven fingered hand with no thumb. So kind of like, yeah. It makes me think I of like a starfish. Yeah, kind of. or I, I almost think of like a face hugger from Alien. Yeah. Like that okay. kind of, Yeah, almost. I don't know. Just. Sure. Yeah. And uh, what's interesting about them is they got uh, the ability, they're, psych- they're a psychic creature, and they have, they're so powerful that not even Primarchs can like block them. Um, yeah. So like, Which is odd because physically, yeah. they are pathetic. Yeah. And so I think there's a story with uh, uh, Primark, like, kind of getting not completely controlled, but, like, definitely... Um, manipulated? Manipulated, yeah. Not, like, full-on, like, controlled, but definitely right. manipulated psychically. And uh, their home planet, their gravity field was way too high to further their physical evolution. That's why they're super small. And um, I guess they... They live in like floating orbs or something. When they're off planet? Yeah. Yeah. So like, like they, their spaceships are like these floating orbs. It has to like mimic the atmosphere and like the uh, like the conditions of like their home planet. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because right? their their planet was such a high gravity that right, they exactly. have to have this self contained like orb with the same Exactly. So yeah. they have to like make sure like the correct like atmosphere is there right. and the P- correct gravitational pull. pH levels are in it. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's not too acidic, not too basic, mm-hmm. you know. So it's a bunch of floating hands, yes, <laughs> the size of an Astartes hand, yeah, floating around in little orbs that control your brain that you need to kill. But super powerful <laughs> psychers, like crazy powerful. Like, could you imagine like stronger than Magnus? I don't know if that's the case. I mean, hey, I'm saying that it's all it says is that a psychic ability not even a Primark can block. Mm. Uh, but the question is like, is it comparing it to Angron or yeah. is it comparing it? To Magnus, yeah, right? There is. I would say Magnus is probably above things like that. But would, you never know. I would hope so. I, I hope so. He, he did nothing wrong. Magnus. <laughs> my, my boy. <laughs> my poor boy. Um, if ever there's one you want to step in on, Peter, just let me know. Yeah, yeah. No, we're... It's good. <laughs> floating, floating hands. Floating psychic yeah. hands. And... Psychic mold. So how would you represent that model on the tabletop? <laughs> Are you looking up in, images for me, or...? It yes, just, there's not there's not a lot out there uh, <laughs> for the hand people. Oh. The hand people. Uh, the next one on our list is the Arakin or the Arakan, depending on where you decide to put the um, accent on that. They are noted for having blade-like legs. On the men. Oh. Okay, well, I'm about to learn something, I think. Well, women are used for only breeding, as is their place in all societies. Right. I'm cringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, That's all I had to do. I just had to make Peter cringe once. and uh, Now we can continue the episode. Yeah. 
as well as they have different evolutionary forms with different purposes. This is also another common theme that we'll see with races in the galaxy, especially because it makes complete sense through like evolutionary form. And we even can see it on some things like through our things on Earth about how you have different like ants like with right. different yeah, roles that's what or I was like bees. Too. Like a lot of ants things where, where they have like a hive or a swarm, things have developed to do certain tasks. Yeah, like men are fighters roles. and women are birthers. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, so this... Uh, these are the different kinds of arachin that they have listed. It's the Ost- Ostromystics, I think is how I'd pronounce that. They laid traps for victims and then laid eggs in them. In the traps or in the victims? In the victims. Oh, Oh. So, like, you'd, like, get your foot stuck in web and be like, ah, what do? And then along comes a little uh, arakan and just opens your mouth and lays some eggs. <laughs> right in the mouth. Right in the mouth. Um, there were ones called grandfathers, which is so weird. Like, you go from, like, ostromystics yeah, to, to grandfathers. grandfathers. Oh, grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> These were uh, giant arakan capable of ripping enemies to pieces. And then you have the skitterlings. And what's described about them... And also, that's a name that doesn't fit, like... Right. <laughs> they feel so out of place yeah, yeah, yeah. compared to each other, right? Yeah. Um, and the Skittlings could get inside a Tau battle suit and eat the Tau from the inside out. Hmm. Pretty cool. Which means they're tiny, though, right? Like, you have grandfathers, which are large, and could rip enemies to pieces. Right. And then Skittlings, which could, which could infiltrate inside, like, a pretty much sealed suit. Yeah. So they must be chewing through something, but still, like, they would be small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were found because they fought the Tau after refusing to join the greater good because they realized what it really was um, during <laughs> the second sphere of expansion. And then uh, what else is known about them is that they fly through space in cocoon ships. So probably a little biological thing, kind of reminiscent of the Tyranid. Yeah, there's way. a lot of bug-like aliens, which I, which I like. Yeah. Like bugs are hardy and... Uh, Yep. N- n- numerous. Yep. They got bug, bug-like qualities. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another thing about them is that's mentioned is their cities are built like mages, and the Tau actually... Mazes, yeah. Yes, yeah, sorry, ma- mages. They're built like <laughs> magic wielders. No, they're built like mazes, and the Tau actually uh, resorted... It was like a really brutal guerrilla warfare as they were fighting or something. Um, and from this, they don't really describe, like, how they look, but we just assume they're bug-like. They, they gotta be spider people, right? Right. Like, <laughs> like that's what I'm... That's they, what I get the picture of. They eggs. There's yeah. weird cocoons. cocoons and traps for yeah. their victims. These are spider people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> skitterlings. I don't think spiders do cocoons. How do they wrap up their victim? That's, like... But a cocoon is, like, something you put yourself in. Yeah, but, come on. Like a butterfly does a cocoon. Yes, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. And yet, uh, like a spider trapping a fly yeah. in a trap right. of a web that it's made. That's a good point. Right? And they're and called arachin. Like, I don't, arachnid. See, the, I don't <laughs> see the connection there. It, it, goes, it goes above me. I also like that these are um, like Xenos that just the Tau have as an enemy. It feels like a very like 
comic book villain kind of a thing mm. where you have like a villain that only fights like one superhero. Right. And he like never goes and fights well, the other right. superheroes that are in New York City. He just fights that one <laughs> guy. And it's kind of like that for 40K. A, a lot of it is, I, I think there's a good rationale and it's just the fact that like not a lot of races are as spacefaring as everyone else. Like the yeah. human and the Eldar and the orc like being all over the galaxy, that's like three out of hundreds. Right? Like... That's yeah. what it is, is everyone gets their small area. Like, even the Tau Empire, minuscule. That's, that, should I go on another rant no, about that? No, because the next one we're doing is the Argonites. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Try and Google a picture of that. I want to see what that What is. number is it? Argonite? Argonite? It's not a Pokemon, but doesn't it sound like a oh. Pokemon? Oh! <laughs> it's not, I'm sorry, it's not settled. a Pokemon. I thought, it, wow. I well, thought it was a like Pokemon a, out there. I thought but, it was a rock. Oh, I thought course. it was a dragon-type Pokemon. Uh, you know what? It's the, rock dragon. That's, rock uh, dragon. That's its type. So the, the Argonite was uh, discovered by a rogue t- trader named Argonite. Surprise. And wow. he was like, you know what? I'm going to name this entire race after myself. <laughs> so he probably would be a very modest guy out of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Except did he ever get to see them? Because it, it would appear that nobody could really tell you what an Argonite hey, looks yeah. like. Because he found that it's like abandoned spaceships belonging to... The Argonite? Yeah, and, like, they don't know where their homeworld is, like... So, yeah, we yeah there's we, nothing that says, like, hey, this is what an Argonite looks like. <laughs> it looks exactly like the rogue trader Argonite. <laughs> He's just making <laughs> up a story. Yeah. Yeah. He just took a they photo really of himself. scary. Yeah, I fought them off. There's uh, not a lot that's known about them. What I like about them is they use a weapon um, that's called the Argonite Whistler. And what's cool about it is it's a sonic weapon. And I just love the idea of noise weaponry. Yeah, like it's that's just, pretty cool. Yeah, just like you can't see anything, and, and everything just starts like blowing apart. Yeah, and then and all of a sudden, boom, the brown note. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course, that would be the next thing to go to, obviously. <laughs> yeah, and they have this weird thing where their ships were all a singular color. Yeah, monochromatic. <laughs> yeah, so, so. A, a lot of I think that's assumed then in the talk is that like their vision like works on a different spectrum than ours. Most likely. Which seems like a big leap to me. Right. No, that's but... exactly what I thought. I was like, it, or they just like that one color. Right. And like that material comes in that everything color. Everything was gray. Right. Steel yeah. metal gray. Exactly. We don't they see the need to paint everything different else. vision than we have. <laughs> no, they just don't waste time painting their ships. You can go sit in the blue chair. <laughs> they don't waste time painting their chairs either. <laughs> or wasting their precious resources. Um... But yeah, it seems weird to me that it doesn't say much about the Argonite. It says it these doesn't. abandoned spaceships. Were they abandoned? Like, I don't know. He found I've... an empty spaceship. Hmm. Yeah, abandoned ship. Okay, it does say derelict vessels drifting through space. Right, and then on that, it would appear that you find this sonic screwdriver of <laughs> a uh, weapon. <laughs> yeah. The Argonite Whistler. But it doesn't say anything about the Argonites themselves. So maybe maybe there's yeah, maybe more that's he's... known, but it's not listed there. It doesn't say true, much. True. Other I... than monochromatic ships. Man, it's funny. Like in my brain, like I just had a completely different idea of like, oh yeah, like drifted through space. Like he probably killed one or two. But yeah, it right? almost sounds like yeah, he never even seen any. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's point. that's my headcanon at least. I think it's yeah. finding this empty ship. And he na- he's like, This color. is mine, I name it. <laughs> right. I name it. They're the dudes. Argonites. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, so the next race uh, we're going to talk about is the Anthrazods. 
super simple. Uh, all we know about the Anthrazods is that they are sturdy, but dim-witted race used by the Tau for mining. Perfect. Because everyone has a place in the greater good, <clears throat> even if you're just a miner. <laughs> a slow, sturdy, dim-witted miner. Yeah. That's a good life, though. Is it? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> is it? That's, a, that's another big leap there. <laughs> Mark, nothing wrong can be said about the greater good by him. <laughs> like, wow, they must love mining. <laughs> they must find so much purpose through that. <laughs> I just think, if you were big, slow, sturdy, dim-witted, wouldn't I'd you I'd put you just... on the front line. Oh, what? <laughs> Meat shields. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, the Tau do that, too. Hmm. They commonly But wouldn't you just love to swing a hammer around fodder. with a bunch of your buddies in a cave in the dark? Where anything could happen. Would we sing songs together? Yes, yes. Then I could see that happening. Yeah. I would it do it only like a great if you time. were there right beside me <laughs> singing songs in the in dark. In the dark yeah. together. I don't, know, I don't know if, if there's an SPCA in, uh, in 40K. <laughs> I don't think they'd be very happy with this situation. <laughs> it's pretty much slavery. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's okay. what it would seem to me. Because it's so no, good. Well, it's guys, so good. it's the greater good. <laughs> right, but... They just all choose to be miners. (laughs) (laughs) No no Anthrazod ever dreamed of being a doctor, (laughs) a philosopher. How'd they make it so far? Like, how how did they survive? All they do is mine. They don't forge. No, no, no. They just mine. Exactly. They just had massive mountains (laughs) of separated ores on their home planet. And the tower like, this is good. (laughs) You've done good. Uh, So the next one we've got is the Bale Childer. Um, so they are the last resistance to the Imperial rule in the Calyx Expanse that signaled the end of the Angivian <laughs> and birthed the Calexus Sector. Um, and this Calexus Sector comes up a lot. There's a lot of Yeah, oh, there's a lot of stuff in the Calexus. Um, and they were destroyed by Exterminatus along with any other alien race. <laughs> It, T- typical uh, imperial move there. The, the thing about it is, like, clearly um, the, like, Imperium's response to contact with aliens is all like, oh, shoot, kill it, <laughs> right? So, like, so then who would you rather come in contact with? The Tau Empire? Yeah. Or the hu- humanity. No, uh, like the well, I'm a human. You're yeah. now a miner. I'm a human. Right. <laughs> it, he has I'm, a point, though. Would you rather be a miner <laughs> <just> forever <laughs> or be exterminated? Forever. Uh, as a human, I would rather join the Imperium and be... That's used. not an option for you. Yeah. Why? Eric, you're a freaky deaky alien. <laughs> Seven <laughs> limbs. All. Super all, psychic? All on one side. What? No. <laughs> That sounds bad. Uh, yeah, obviously, the Tau would be more receptive. I just wonder, after a while, like, would I fully accept my role? No. I'm, I'm greedy. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they were destroyed with a, along with another race, like the Unarth, I think that it was called, is the other one. But, I, like, that's yeah, the I've, wise, yeah. and that's going to be way later in the episode. Mm. And by that, I mean not in this episode. Oh. All right. Um, the next one we have is the Barkisi, which, like, when when we first did this, like, that is from Forgotten Realms. Like, there's... Yeah. Or, it's a Barghest. Oh. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay, so... Drizzt different. fights one, like, like, right in the beginning. Like, is that what it is? Yeah, it sounds... Yeah, yeah. 
It sounds very familiar. It sounds very fantas- fantasy. Fantastical is what I was going for there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I kept going to, like, Benghazi, but that was me. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, even, like, the Bargisi and how they describe it, it reminds me of the Forgotten Realms one. But it is, um, it's beast-like. It is a hyper-violent species, sometimes captured by the Dark Eldar uh, Beastmasters and used in gladiatorial pit fighting. So they, like, pit, like, their fighters against these, like, massive, hyper-violent beasts. And that, that'll come up again with some of the other races. Yeah. The Dark Eldar Beastmasters? Yeah, even covered yeah. today. What's odd is, like, they are a species, and I'm pretty sure, like, if a, if a species makes this list, like, they have some form of sentience. Yeah. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, right? for They're sure. not doing animals. They're doing, like, sentient species. Yeah. But, like, the Beastmasters, like... They treat them as if they're animals. Yeah, but they are actually, like, aware. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, they have, like, a sentience to them. That's, that's why they're on the, the so, list. So. so now let's uh, bring it back to, so would you rather become a miner for the rest of your life, <laughs> yeah. be exterminated, or be put into a gladiatorial pit and have to fight for the rest of your life? If I'm a Bargisi, I'm going into the gladiatorial oh, pit because I'm hyper-violent. Okay. I okay. literally love it. <laughs> Sure, oh, but. so the Dark Elders are the good guys, then. Yeah, no, exactly. They find what you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. They're helping me relieve my stress <laughs> as a Bargisi. Um, the Imperium first had contact during the Great Crusade, and the um, Iron Lords, this is what's listed on the Lexicanum, that at some point the High Fleet Kraken was attempting to absorb some Bargisi, and they were going to like get their DNA and add it to their bank, and which would make their things presumably much more hyper-violent and, and like, pro, like you know, good at fighting stuff, right? Yeah. And the Iron Lords, um, all it says is they stopped that High Fleet Kraken from being able to ab- absorb their DNA. Yeah. yeah, and now it's not stated in Let's Canon, but... So they stopped the High Fleet, and then I'm sure they swift, swiftly followed that right. with an Exterminatus. On, on the, the Bargisi, yeah. Yes. No, exactly. Right. Like They're like, no, we must stop the High Fleet from getting this so we can kill it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's. It's not like they were like protecting like like a protected species no, or no, anything. No. Yeah, these do have really cool looking models. Out of everything we've covered so far, Did these were the first ones Did that you I find could them? find. Because when we were looking for it, because I was like, we know what it is. It's actually a different model. Oh really? Yeah. Are you looking at like that? That big blue creature. I don't know. I was looking at it, looking it up before, oh. and everything else that we've covered so far. When I tried to. Google image search and get an idea of like what these look like. Uh, you couldn't really find much at all. This was the first one right. that I, I felt, but I wouldn't be able to tell you if it was accurate or not. But it did seem like it was a. I just I can it, remember the fact that <clears throat> we we mix these guys up with uh, the clawed fiend. I think right. That's right. But uh, which would mean but which would mean these ones are first though, or are the clawed fiends? Yeah, there's a few here. Yeah, there's yeah. there's like. This thing's got its name right by it, and it looks like a weird, uh, uh, kind of a like, weird fort-hitted creature is what he is showing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's accurate with big weird eyes. And then this one's it a almost model. looks like uh, is the that, rake. Is that if anyone knows. accurate? It's got like no, uh, that's uh, 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 Arco flagellant or something. Like what did the okay. sister of the battle do to like criminals? So, oh like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. Like, well, if you Google Bargisi, then you'll see at least there is a little bit of fan art for what yeah. somebody pictures it right. looking and like. And it, it, it really looks, it reminds me of a werewolf, is what it makes me think of. Um, okay, so the next one we're going to do is Can the, I say this one? Yeah. I know how to... Okay, go for it. <laughs> Borlack. I was waiting for you to butcher it. 
right, I go remember you reading that one earlier. <laughs> so. um, they are only known for having contact with the Thraxian trade empire. There's literally nothing known nothing. about the Borlack, which I think we should just invent some stuff <laughs> for the Borlack. Like, okay. like if you were to think, okay. what... <laughs> What do you think 40k needs? Like guns. so far, we've we've covered. Guns. Uh, more I think guns. they've got guns. No, I think they need more. Okay. More planet destroying weapons. It needs more women, Mark. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you. Can I mean, you're not people. wrong. Because then you can have more people for guns. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but like we've we've covered uh, spider people so far. Yes. There's there's a bunch of insects. We've got some uh, psychic hands. <laughs> Psychic mold, uh, but really, are you seeing like something that's missing? Where you're like, you know what? I would love to kill. Right. More of this. Borlax. <laughs> borlax. I, mean, I would love. That's to what kill the borlax some... could be. We yeah. could just create some They're borlax. Uh, I don't understand the problem. It kind of sounds they like they look could like be like penguins. Jawas. Yeah, the... Jawas. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely thinking something small. Like something brain. small, kind of annoying. <laughs> Maybe like some sort of like mercantilist kind of species. Well, yeah, they you do know. trade. Yeah, right? yeah. Scavengers. Yeah, just like the borlax, dumb scavengers. They're kind of filthy. No <laughs> one would really miss them. <laughs> <laughs> you only deal with them because you want their goods. Yeah, because like, exactly. you have to. Yeah. You're like, well, shoot, like the regular stores don't have it. A borlax's probably got to use one kicking around <laughs> I, I can't wait till christian listens to this episode because yeah. he's always like uh, i didn't like this because this wasn't lyrical and i didn't like this because uh you guys need to separate your ideas and <laughs> what 40k specifically says so we're gonna i'm gonna get an earful oh yeah of yeah. course i'm just glad you are the front line for that and not yeah i shut him down hard like i'll do anything for a friend that will paint with me yeah. <laughs> like, i'm just saying there's an opening here yeah and there's a lot of those some lore yeah uh, the next one we're going to talk about is the Brachiura. So they are <clears throat> tiny, dexterous-limbed crustacean race. So crab people. Crab people, right. Crab, crab lobster people. people. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, they're part of the greater good. So they work with the Tau. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or subject to them as you always right. say. Yeah. Their leader's name is Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> No, is that the town name for them? Yeah. Just, <laughs> I was just making that up. King Krusty. That, that was not Laura. Like, <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. That's Jordan. what the Tao whisper about them. Like when none of them are in the room, they're like those filthy Krusties. <laughs> those Krusties. Uh, and they're known, uh, they're used to the Tao Empire. Um, not miners. Right. Uh, but a little better. A little better. No, obviously. Yeah, all, yeah, step up. Be, all they yeah. do is create small plasma generators that the Earth cast just needs. <laughs> Like that's so it. I just yeah just picture an assemble lot, assembly line of crabs and like their entire species and race exists within this building, <laughs> right? Like they are, are they, are are they like intelligent? No, oh, yeah, I, of in course. the factory. Like I don't know. Like they have to scuttle be down to the beach. Some kind of intelligent, <laughs> but really, like all they are used for is their ability because they can manipulate. Oh, they're very just like small cattle. Things. It could but they're be. assembling a, a plasma generator. Yeah, but I can also Is show you how to nail, like, two pieces of wood together if you do that over and over and over again, right? And then the next part goes on. Yeah. on and so but, but sure. there could be, like, a level of intelligence that they well, have. Uh, yeah, you, you would assume that they yeah. have to be intelligent. They're smarter than like, the, of, the of, miners. Of all the people that you could choose in the race or in the galaxy to, to just 
teach something and then to make plasma generators, why would you choose a crab crustacean people to do it? Because they, they have nobody the ability, can do it better. They have the ability with their, to manipulate their, really small with their claws. <laughs> the, the very dexterous claws. <laughs> they have to be intelligent. Yeah, they're the to best at what degree. they do to, yeah. to some degree. Unmatched. I mean, they're not so intelligent that they are the leaders of the greater good. Why well, would you want that? That would be hard to. That'd be very high intelligence. Right. Exactly. That's so too much responsibility. Yeah. There's a step. There's a it's level. Just very focused intelligence. Just in this <laughs> one all, very all small area. They're, but they're experts at it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's canon. Uh, I'm not making that up, Christian. That's for real. Confirmed. (laughs) Confirmed. The uh, next race is the Brynar. And the Brynar are a bug-like species. And it never really says that in their description. But, like, it never says they're bug-like. But based on what we've read, we kind of just determined they're (laughs) bug-like. Christian. The Brynar actually were completely devoured by the Tyranids. Uh, and once the Imperium noticed that they were nonviolent when they got in contact with them, they were systematically destroyed. Huh. So, uh, yeah, in memoriam, so far, <laughs> we have the Akhareth, yes. the Bale Childer, the Brynar, all gone too soon. May they rest <laughs> in soon. pieces. Pour a little out for my Xenos. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, um, the Tyranid, so the Swarm Lord, who is like, he's like a named Tyranid yeah. uh, warrior, right? Hive Tyrant. He's a Hive Tyrant? Sure. Yeah, so he like, appa- like according to Tyranid lore, like he gets reborn, yeah. right? Yeah, so apparently it was him, and he's like a tactical genius, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was him who like was responsible for like the genocide of the Brynar, according to who knows. Well, more like the feast. The feast. Right, exactly. The- yeah, yeah. yeah. He organized this great party. He set up this nice little world. He's like, okay, come on, guys. Yeah, yeah, come party. on. Let's it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Don't let them find out about the crab people. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. Uh, the next race is the, I don't know if this is the Biavore or the Biavore. Biavore. I like the Biavore better. I like the Biavore. Yeah, you The, the Biavore is a Tyranid creature, so I didn't want to mix them up. Yeah, but that's Biovore, isn't it? I don't know words. Okay. Well, I can just make the best guess I can with the knowledge that I have and the, the very low education that I got from my parents. <laughs> um, the Biovore is a mm. former slave race to the Uvath, which is another name you're going to hear pretty consistently in yeah. these descriptions. Um, and they were used as feeding material in dark rituals. <laughs> Their uh, cognitive ability, so like their ability to process and think, and was suppressed by the Yuvath. Um, it was it, it was actually potentially life saving hmm. because an Inquisitor uh, deemed them a, a non threat on the Angevin Crusade, and so they were a non threat, which is, means that the Imperium can come back later and kill them. It means like we don't have to take care of you now, like because you're not threat. We can just go back later and, and take care of you. Yeah. When we run out of things to kill, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back. Right, exactly. Um, they are used as mercenaries on the Calexis sector, and they are described as sentient cattle. That's my favorite part. <laughs> sentient cattle. Now, now what I like to think, they're goats. 
because <laughs> they're used in dark sacrifices. Okay. As, yeah. uh, what, if I know anything about goats and sacrifices, <laughs> that's the only they way go hand to do it. Hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't have one without the other. Yes. So this is the Uvoth. Uvoth is biovores goats. What? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it does say that they ha- can become mercenaries. Did you see that about the biovore? They are used. Being used as mercenaries. They're used as mercenaries. So I think of like like a really dumb human. Like a super dumb human who is like me big, right? Like that's a biovore. I just think like you you need a mercenary. Yeah. And you're really cheap. (laughs) So you end up with sentient cattle. (laughs) Yeah, you just need to go uh harass your young daughter's boyfriend. Right. So you just need, you this... need to like put some fear in him. Yeah, yeah. You don't need anything more than that. No, you don't need like a PI or anything. Yeah. Like, you need a biovore. <laughs> Get yourself a biovore. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of the uh, like the cow level on Diablo. Just all these cows <laughs> holding like weapons. Right? Uh, yeah, I just I also want to mention how I can't find anything about what the biovore look like. So like how am I going to tell the difference between a biovore or a borlac? There's not enough information here. Uh, Have well, you we've ever already heard? established what the borlac yeah, looks like. <laughs> Clearly the biovore is Small, furry, annoying creatures. And, yeah, scavengers. <laughs> yeah, where the, the biovores are large, large furry, hulking. annoying creatures. Right. Yeah. yeah, this is all canon. I think they're too dumb to be annoying. <laughs> They probably Isn't just that annoying in and of itself? They have though? a little drool everywhere they go like, oh, look at the guy like that. It, it's annoying. That would be annoying yeah. after a while. <laughs> um, the next race we have are the Caradokian. That's a cool name. It is. It makes me think of sharks for some reason. Oh, yeah. Really? Like the, there's like a shark. Um, like Carcharodons? Sh- yeah, the Carcharodons. So that's, that's what, like, it's Space sharks and low gothic for anyone who doesn't exactly. speak high gothic. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Peter clearly he was a little confused. Yeah, do not I've, does I've not speak it. high gothic. No, Imprad probably uh, a, too. A two brute. What? Sorry, I'm I'm more of a sentient cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Moo. Uh, but the Caradokians, all that we know about them is that they are a fang, a fickle, winged mercenary race, which. I love, because I'm complaining about how there's not enough description for some of these, but that's all I need. Fickle, winged, mercenary yeah, race. So if you were like creating just, an NBC for us to engage right, with, that's all. DM, yeah. uh, that's all I need. I, I can run with that. Yeah. I can create some cool characters with Give that. Give us, uh, what would you name your NPC for the Caradokian? Essentially, what Warlock. I'm picturing is just uh, Watto the guy who owns Slave Anakin when he's no, a child. No, he's a Yeah, The credits will work fine. No, they won't. Winged mercenary, you know, just enough there. It's funny because I was thinking like cherub. Yeah. Like, that's what <laughs> sure, I'm thinking of. Sure. And you're taking it he's completely one more just the like opposite. fat and gross. So. <laughs> that's why I'm the better DM. <laughs> oh. Peter has spoken. So I mean, he's true. not. He's, yeah, he's not wrong. That's lore. That's yeah. canon. He's definitely not wrong. All right, uh, the next race we're going to talk about is the Caryatid. Also a small winged... Oh, so this is like This the, is the actual cherub. Yeah, when, well, it's not actually, but we thought it was. So, uh, yeah, we yeah, thought we, it we'll was. We'll read it up. Yeah. So small winged humanoids, blue-skinned, pot-bellied, as well as being commonly covered in a tattoo-like pattern, commonly wearing bracelets, bangles, and such. 
They'll do face paint. Like yeah. they are disgusting looking. On oh, like they that. look so <laughs> awesome! They're little demon babies. Yeah. Like <laughs> so when when I first googled it, or like seen this link or whatever, uh, they I are totally, repulsive. I think. Yeah. But like if you amazing. see like uh, Saint Celestine's model, like right. her old model, they used to be like carrying her cape, and you used to. I used to thought this was like, uh, literally like an that unborn the- infant that the Imperium's like. Can't let a body go to waste. We're so they shove it. some, some anti grab things in its butt, give it <laughs> yeah, a cybernetic yeah, yeah. eye, and then now you float around holding this lady's cape. But this is actually something different than uh, the cherubs. Like cherubs are actually what I thought they were, and this Looks is like right. a demonic cupid or something. Yeah, no, it really is. But yeah, Mark's completely right. These like aren't to be confused with the artificially constructed cherubim. Yeah. Which would be what Saint but Celestine they, has. But like, if you just look at it, they look the exact same. Right. They look so similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're mildly psychic and are often seen as lucky charms for those that they choose to adopt. Yeah, so they, like, kind of <laughs> latch on to, like, someone and, like, follow them around. Yeah, like, maybe their psychic ability gives them some type of foresight so they can see, like, oh, this person's going somewhere. So it's kind of like that self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like, well, or is this person oh, now lucky it, or were they always just destined to do and this. it's kind of a self-fulfilling thing too because they actually use like their psychic ability against the people that their like host is like either bargaining with or attempting to persuade or something yeah. like that so they can like make things go easier for them which would make them more successful in yeah. what they do so yeah they're they're kind of like a cool pet that you'd have, yeah. especially like in an RPG, they'd be a really cool element <laughs> to introduce. Maybe game breaking. Uh, your DM would probably hate it, uh, especially because <laughs> like an albino raven that can talk. Right. Some of them uh, <laughs> can actually even use like automatic weapons. <laughs> yes. Really? Like yeah. They, they're demon something baby. small that they can carry, and uh, <laughs> I give it my bolt gun. <laughs> oh yes. So it's it'd be like a cool role playing companion yeah. to have with you. What like would a be good little psychic familiar? What would be good cool about role playing with that is it wouldn't listen to you necessarily all the time. No. And sure. you'd like argue with your little companion. You're like, go open that door, and they're like, no, screw you. <laughs> and like, then they, they psychically mind wipe you. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like that would be a really fun part of playing with them. Um, so they're known to occupy Necromunda in many of their air vents and ducts. So Necromunda is like one of the Imperium's biggest hive cities. A hive city is like a giant city that is, is stacked. It a planet? It n- no no. I thought it was a city like, planet. Like no, a hive that planet. would. Yeah, like usually that is the case, but a hive city is. It can just be a city surrounded okay. by vast wasteland. It doesn't have to be the entire planet. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's just like a giant city that's stacked on top of each other with billions and billions live in this tiny confined area. Um, so I'm curious if this is a, a common th- uh, thing in any hive city or if this is a Necromunda specific. Right. Like, is it off planet? Yeah. Right. Or even if there's another city within, like on that planet, yeah. do they exist in that city? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it could be interesting. Um, the next one we're talking about are the chromes. These are metallic insectoids. They are armored around their head, their necks, and their back. Um, the population is actually pretty large, estimated at 88 billion over an entire 67 worlds. And they resemble human-sized bugs. They have impressive speed and long forelimbs. But what's odd is they're not a naturally aggressive species. Like, humanity as a whole... 
especially when it comes to the Imperium, would be considered naturally aggressive. Right? Like, no! <laughs> our first instinct upon meeting alien contact is not to be like, oh, hello, friend. It's like, share culture. Can, it's like, should we kill you now or should we kill you later? <laughs> Non-threat a threat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny that you said, like, uh, it's a huge population, but really, it's not. I know it's not. 88 billion? Well, over 67 worlds. So Earth has, what, 7 billion on it? Well, on one world, so 7 times 67, whatever that number is, it's way More bigger. More than 88. Yeah. And, and what's weird about it, too, is since they're a bug-like creature, normally bugs are They very, have hives and swarms. Yeah, and they're very numerous. But, it uh, just, it's, it's one of the few races that they actually list a number for. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, not only number of population, but also planets. Number of planets yeah. that they inhabit. 67 planets, now that is a, that's way that's more a lot of planets. Like, yeah. that's literally bigger than the Tau Empire. Yeah, Tau's, Tau is pathetic. Yeah. So. Weak. I don't know. I hear 88 billion human-sized insectoids. That uh, armored on their head and back. And yeah. Back. That's, <laughs> you, makes you a little nervous? Yeah, just, just a little. You little know, fear pucker. If they ever were to become aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be fun. Uh, we'd, have to, we'd get a new crusade. Oh, perfect. Hey, Mark, I have a question for you. Yes. How many humans are sacrificed daily, every day, to keep the emperor alive? 1,000 psychers. 1,000? Yeah. Every day? Yeah. For how many years? 10 to 10,000? 10, 10,000 10, years, <laughs> 365 days a year. Yes. 1,000 members of the human population uh-huh. are dead. To keep I don't like that life. you say the word sacrifice. I prefer donated. Donated. Voluntarily <laughs> yeah. donated. Yeah. So but. would you rather be a minor? <laughs> I just, I want to do some quick math on how much that is. So 10,000, okay, because it, it's going to put 88 billion into perspective for us. <laughs> sure. Times 365. So that's how many days. So 3.65 million. Sure. Right? Times 1,000. Okay. So... It's quick th- math. It's 3.65 billion people since tr- the year 30,000 have been just killed to keep one person alive. Perfect. That's, that's it. And how many billions of Imperial Guardsmen die every day? <laughs> Millions. For the fight, right? Like humanity versus these guys, like these guys are a drop in the bucket. Yeah. 88 billion. Yeah. But it is odd that they list the number. Yeah. I do like that. It's one of the few. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Quick math. The Chuffian. Yes. <laughs> so I think way back in uh, um, like Games Workshop's like 40K rule book number three. Yeah. Uh, there's like a picture of minor Xenos races. And that, there's like. That's where we even get like the first Bargisi like image. No, no, Claude that's Fiend. That's the Claude Fiend. But yeah. that's what everyone yeah, would there, assume is There's the a Claude Fiend, then there, there's a Crute, there's a Hrud. And right. they all look slightly different what, than what they are now. Because that's way long ago. Yeah, yeah, back in third. And literally, there's, there's just a picture of a power mall <laughs> called the Chaffian Power Mall. Right. And that's all we know about them. And it kind of <laughs> looks like a cattle prod. Yeah, like. <laughs> so what they look like. We don't know like, yeah. what what they do for it, fun. We don't it's know. It's odd because it's like, you know how there's different styles of weapons? Yeah. Right? You have like the marks and then you have like the firebrands or whatever. There's like different names even yeah. for these things. Like, So we have a Chuffy and Power Mall. How do we know it wasn't just made by some guy whose name was Chuffian? <laughs> and he named the Power Mall after yeah. himself. What evidence do we have that it's yeah, actually a Argan- Argan- species? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like that's literally all we know. It's just that. 
something called Chuffy and it makes made no a power mall. Yeah. <laughs> and we've named it like the Chuffy and Power Mall. And we're like, this must have come from an entire species. Let's call Dedicated them the to Chuffy. just making malls. Right. <laughs> of which we have never seen mentioned again. Yeah. All right. Um, so the next we have the Cimeriac. Cimeriac? Cimeriac. I don't know. You're looking at me like Cimeriac? I can help yeah. you pronounce <laughs> this word. Chimelamanon. <laughs> um, these guys... I actually kind of want you to say the High Fleet's name. Okay. So they fought with High Admiral Vortigern against High Fleet. Jerkabos. Yep, no. There we go. <laughs> uh, it's Jormungandr. So they fought. Uh, they allied with the humans. I want to I put this in a little perspective. They allied with the human, High Admiral Vortigern. A High Admiral, probably a pretty honorable guy. You would think. You right. Know. He's, he's a High Admiral. Yeah. Right. Um, five years later... They win. Right, of course, they win. They they beat High Fleet Jormanger. You know, Jormanger after back. the battle, like, it's nice working with you, yeah, real yeah. privilege. Right. We'll have to do this again sometime. And they part ways. <laughs> and they part ways all is well. Right. Five years later, uh, High Admiral Vortigern sends a calling card back to the uh, Cimeriac. And this is all that I can imagine. He's like... So, I just got back from the Inquisition. Uh, I got a couple toes chopped off. And now I'm going to kill you all. I like to think that the, the Chimeriac, they just open that letter and it just says Exterminatus. <laughs> and they look up through like their spaceport viewfinder and yeah. they see just High Admiral like uh, Vortigern <laughs> open fire on them. Right, yeah, yeah. And wipe them out oh, to and, the man. Yeah, no, they are destroyed. They're dead. Like an extinct species. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just they worked with them, <laughs> and then he destroyed them all. Five years later. Five years later. Not, <laughs> they would have had to part ways. Like <laughs> right, he, exactly. He would have had to come back, find them in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think like it came. It comes from like an Inquisitor reprimand. Yeah, it must have been. right. Like some member of like the Ordo Xenos is like. So remember that time like you beat Jormungandr back. Good job. Good job. Great job. Uh, what the hell, guy? <laughs> You I just, noticed you, that you didn't kill half the Xenos in that area. Right, exactly. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And that's not the only Xenos race that they worked with nope. to fight off those uh, yeah, Tyranids. Yeah, a couple other Because we're going to yeah. get down a little bit later to another race that doesn't get exterminated. Not threatening. <laughs> not yet. Probably not yet. <laughs> it's all... Give it's, them another five years. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good guy. Good guy. And I have under that, thanks, Obama. <laughs> So he did know, it all. Eh? Exactly. Uh, the next one we're going to talk about is the Claude Fiends. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. semi-sentient monsters. The, the, these guys actually have a model. Um, they're like big, blue, furry, uh, very dangerous-looking creatures, like massive, like probably 10 feet tall. Yeah, massive. Um, as their name says, Claude Fiend, they have claws and a tail and a red monkey face instead of a red baboon butt. They got a red baboon face. Yeah, so. that's pretty accurate. Actually. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. The only reason thing. he's describing it so accurately is because he's literally staring at a photo. No, I'm looking right, at Jordan. Just, <laughs> just reminds you. They're of. almost like ape-like their body. Yeah. yeah, 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 and like how like they bend over and stuff, yeah. right? Very like muscular. They have incredible senses. I I can't quite tell, but I'm pretty sure they have a bunch of eyes on them too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they're from the Dornian. Nope. Dawn, no. Dawn no. or Ian. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> Donorin. I I don't even know how it is. Donarian? Donorian? Yeah. Donarian. 
Donarian? No. Donorian. <laughs> what? Donorian. 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 <laughs> I would also accept Donorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're most dangerous after being wounded. And the reason why is like. They get really when- mad? <laughs> <laughs> hey. They're just pissed Apple. off? Yeah. <laughs> well, you would think that's why, but that's not why. Oh. The real reason why is uh, I guess their blood has some type of like hormone in it. That when they smell it, it like induces a rage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. it's like it's a defense mechanism, right? Yeah. Like they're in trouble, they get uh, wounded, and they yeah. go into like berserk mode because and of that. And they just snort a line of blood off their arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They're> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and then they're most they're the most dangerous. And uh, so they're also used by uh, dark elder beastmasters to fight in gladiatorial pits and also in combat. So another sentient race. Yeah. Relegated to being a beast by the dark elder. Yeah. Nice. Semi-sentient. Sentient enough to make the list of sentient species. Hmm. But with the, you know, <laughs> disclaimer, semi-sentient. <laughs> You'll notice that leopards don't make the list. <laughs> what about dolphins? Dolphins Ooh. don't even make the list. <laughs> Not even space dolphins? I bet, all the space dolphins. dolphins? I bet all the dolphins on Terra are dead. There's no water on Terra, so yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're dead. Well, they go. That or they have evolved past it. They have evolved... Oh my gosh, they are the High Lords of Terra. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is also lore. Lore. Canon. <laughs> is it is now. Canon. Uh, the next race is the Cryptos, which are pretty sweet. Um, if anyone's ever seen Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like the episode where <clears throat> there's like Michael Crombolopoulos. He's like an assassin <laughs> that buys a gun off Rick and Morty. It's like an antimatter gun. And Morty saves his target. And his target is like a gaseous form that his like he learns what this galaxy is like and then he's like we're going to destroy all the carbon life in this galaxy <laughs> yeah. and morty is so sad this, the gaseous form takes him on like psychedelic trips <laughs> but that's what i picture yeah they're strange gaseous gaseous mm. cloud eerie green glow filled with half formed shapes like it literally is the same thing yeah. as like in that episode yeah it's a gas ghost gas ghost ghastly haunter no mm. it would be ghastly mm. yeah Pikachu? They're all Pokemon. That's what we've established. Uh, so the cool and um, kind of like unique things about this gas, the Kryptos, is that they are able to pass through solid matter. That is cool. Which is interesting because like I wonder if they can pass through like the molecules of it or if there's like a phase type thing. Yeah, that's like do they just Somehow, yeah, break down so small. Right, exactly. Because Mm -hmm. as a gas, obviously you are like the most spread out when it comes to that. There's gases, there's liquid, there's salt. But as a ghost. No, because a ghost implies supernatural and then it would become a phase or warp type thing. So that's what I'm wondering. Like, could this be explained through science or does this need to be explained through magic? Hmm. And either or, but yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. And then the last thing about them is that they are able to take human bodies as hosts. So I know you're like, oh, it's potentially a ghost. But if you think about it, like if they're able to break themselves down so small, couldn't they like infiltrate your like entire brain and like your neurons (laughs) and like manipulate you that way by altering things right like i've never been possessed before so i'm not it doesn't necessarily have to be like possession though from like a supernatural sense like i think it could could just as easily be like a scientific 
post thing. How do you fight these guys? With a vacuum like Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, essentially. Because they're ghosts. The reality is, like, how would you fight them? Like, they can pass through solid matter, right? Like, But how? not liquid. Okay, well, that's that's a dumb... <laughs> so you have a you vacuum. You drown <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I no longer want to have this conversation with you. Because <laughs> you'll just be like, but what about the liquid? <laughs> Derailment. <laughs> My specialty. Um, let's get to the next guys. The Cyranax Watchers. That one I probably could have said. Watchers? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could have read that one. We could have done that one together. I'll say the first part. The Cyranax. <clears throat> Lookers. Yeah, there Ooh. we go. Um, and they... Uh, have terrible viral weaponry, and uh, they're known for scourging entire populations. And they would fit right in. Yeah. But here's the thing to note, because the actual quote says, capable of scourging entire worlds of their populations. So are they, like, killing their own people? No, no, no. Here? Like, they're, they're purging the worlds of their native. So they would come to Earth and purge our population. But it's okay. viral, which, to me, suggests that they can tune the weapon to the organic life that they're fighting, right? They would create a virus specifically designed to harm humans and maybe leave every other animal on Terra yeah. left alive. Yeah, it's not like the Imperial Exterminatus. Right, where it's just a virus bomb killing life. Yeah. Right, no, it, it sounds like they are extremely adept at biological warfare. So they're terrifying. Right. <laughs> but a, a quick Exterminatus fixes everything. That'll fix all your nightmares. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's as much as we have when it comes to the the Cyranax Watchers. Um, the next are the Scythor fiends, spindly limbed, vile faced, <laughs> elongated, and inhuman. It it makes me think of like vampires. That's what I think of when I like spindly limbs, super long and thin, like the vile like. Open inhuman. up your mind, man. There's so much more. <laughs> All right. Spindly limbed, what do you vile think faces, of? the only elongated uh, vampires in 40k are the blood angels. Inhuman. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, yeah, just too tall, too stretched out, <laughs> just like slender gangly. Man? Oh, but like, <laughs> but like with limbs everywhere, just like too multiple much. limbs. I don't know. Spindly limbs, vile faces, elongated. Like inhuman. I'm pretty sure, like inhuman, uh, but I'm pretty sure they were like they're humanoid. Yeah, right, sure, like, but yeah. You ever seen like an awkward like fourteen year old who's just getting really <laughs> tall and they're just too stretched a out? And they're, they're no, awkward. it's like a baby foal that's like can't stand up and has fallen over and it's just too much legs. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. But horrifying. I mean, I, that's pretty horrifying. I like the gross, spindly aliens <laughs> uh, who also, I mean, you still haven't got to it, but they disappear mysteriously. They just vanish. Uh, they sound awesome. <laughs> yeah, they, they lived in fortresses with walls of crystals, and their weaponry is described as being uncanny. But uh, what would that mean? Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> It's an uh, uncanny gives weapon. Gives you weird tingly feelings. It's very uncanny. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable when you use it. <laughs> uh, they fought with the Black Templar, and as with most things that fight the Black Templar, they were largely exterminated. Uh-huh. Uh, but when the Templars arrived on the home planet, it is like completely empty of any Scythor presence. So obviously... The Imperium already was there. <laughs> and took, care, <laughs> took care of them. 
uh, that's a possibility. Admiral Vortigan was there. Oh, no. They at one point allied themselves. <laughs> the fools. Or they turned into space ghosts, you know? <laughs> or bats. Because they're vampires. Ooh. Yeah. Space bats. Space bats. Fly away. Uh, yeah, so it just, like, they disappeared, so they clearly recognize what they're up against and are lurking in the shadows waiting to come back and strike. Dun, dun, dun. I can see where you're going with the vampire kind of Like, it makes me think of, like, the the castles with fortresses, walls of crystal, weapons that we don't fully understand. Like, I don't know. They make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. uncanny weapons. (laughs) Exactly. Ooh, I don't like the way that looks. No. (laughs) Okay, uh, the next one, definitely going to leave to Mark. Something he's pretty excited about. Um, and that is the Dejerlac. Uh, oh my no. gosh! Okay. <laughs> the demiurg. Um, I'm never leaving anything to you again. <laughs> yeah, you should have learned that. You've known me long enough not to trust <laughs> me. Um, the demiurg. Uh, so this is a Games Workshop's attempt to bring dwarfs into 40k, like a very very loose attempt, and not very fully committed. So not, yeah, not really. It's a toe in the water. Yeah, but like if you look at like Games Workshop's artwork for them, that they're short. And uh, they're known for being traders and miners, and uh, they have beards. Like, Jordan, if you Google a picture of Demiurg, D-E-M-I-U-R-G. Um, he can spell <laughs> when it comes to not real worlds. Words. Well, this is one of my favorite Xeno series. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, they're like space dwarves, essentially, at a 40K to the end of the Google. Yeah, that's awkward. Almost anything here, you have to add a 40k. <laughs> like like this? Sure. Yeah, any of, like, yeah. Or yeah. That. That's one of them. There, there's, like, a sketch work done by uh, a guy. Whatever. Why don't you just there, describe there, Okay, them. up one, up one, <laughs> down oh one, over to the left, Mark, down. this is not a live podcast. They can't see. What? Okay, I'm just gonna. Then stop. why are we wearing cl- what? <laughs> clothes? You're gonna ask why we're wearing clothes? Uh, oh, okay. Um, yeah. So a bit about them is uh, they were first contacted by the Imperium since the Great Crusade, but have been increasingly cited in the Ultima Sectum segmentum, which makes sense. Yeah. Because they actually have a lot of contact with the Tau, and the Tau are in the Ultima Segmentum. Yeah. And it's not for sure if Tau and them are just allies or if they're like actually a part of the greater good because there there is a distinction between the two yeah exactly you can do business with the greater good and not necessarily join them yeah um but i like it because they're a super old race like just like dwarves should be um like they're the first contact with the imperium was during the great crusade but yeah they've been around much longer than that um they don't know if they have a home world but they live in uh like ships and they're completely spacefaring. And uh, they just fly around mining asteroids with their ships. You, you, you want to read one? No, I'm, I'm letting you do your thing. Oh, okay. Um, they're defensively hostile and non-militaristic. But, like, they are known for making, like, Tau ion weapons. Uh, that's where the Tau got the technology. So they, they definitely are not, like completely peaceful. They're yeah, they're not still, pacifists. No. But they're not going to go looking for a fight. Yeah. Uh, n- another cool thing to note about them is... Hmm. Ah. One of their techno... <laughs> what? 
One of their technologies is called the Demiurge surveying glass, and it has like it's a mining tool essentially that allows them to see through solid rock to mine minerals, and they can see through like two kilometers of solid rock. Yeah, it, it's like a fish finder, but like for metal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like a fish finder tells you like, oh, like this is how far like the fish are. Like this glass is like this is how far you got to dig. This is what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Um, more about their tech is it's dual purpose normally. It's used for mining as well as killing. So they'll have like a las cutter where you can cut the rock in half or cut the human in half. Right. Your choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're What's used, in front of you? Yeah. You can use like hammers or kind of like what they're used. Like they're very dwarf. Like their tools are their weapons. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know. There's, a little, there's quite a bit of information. Like this is probably one of the Games Workshop's heavily. A little ex- more fleshed out. Yeah, yeah. Like. Yeah, they're yeah. not the most, but they're they, up there. Yeah, they um they definitely avoid imperial space. Yeah, unless they are specifically invited in, and it wouldn't be by like a, any crazy planet. It would more be like with the outlier humans who are yeah. willing to. And, and risk that's also trade a very Xenos. dwarf characteristic. Like they normally do keep to themselves. Like right. they're less seen. They're less willing to do business with other races and stuff. They're, yeah. Yeah. Um, their like hierarchy is broken into like brotherhoods and, and or clans. Yeah. So I don't think there's any kind of like true ruler to them, as um, far as I'm aware. I don't know if they gave it a name, but they must have some type of male patriarchy to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Down with the demiurgs. <laughs> um, yeah, but like each ship that they have is its own clan. Right. So yeah, it's like their own. Yeah, yeah. I think like they're nomads. Yeah, right. They just travel from one asteroid to the next, harvesting <laughs> as they go. Yeah, right. They, and like they follow the asteroids. Yeah. What do they do with these resources? They trade it to the Tau for who knows what, and then they just go mine more asteroids. They trade them for uh, what are the race the crustacean ones like <laughs> plasma generators? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, they like are slowly building that. Like they literally take that species and have them on their ships, like fixing stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Because they're slaves. <laughs> they are slaves. I'm well, fairly certain. I got some more information about the Demiurg, but we'll talk about it in the very end of the episode. Sure. I think. Uh, then the next one we're going to talk about is the Jarlik, which is starts with a D, but I'm pretty sure that D is silent. <laughs> uh, so Jarlik. And this is an aquatic Xenos, which is pretty rare. Actually, I don't think we've seen any so far. Yeah. Um... They were already capable of three-dimensional combat before they came space faring just because if you're in the water, right, it's, like, 3D. I've if never been. If you're personally. on the land, it's only 2D. <laughs> Unless like, you we jump. only exist <laughs> in two dimensions <laughs> on land. Yeah. But if you're in water, everything becomes three-dimensional. Whoa, science. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, like, what that makes me think of is that they were actually really adept at space combat once they actually got into space yeah right because they just were much more familiar with the mechanics of having to worry about the up and the down now yeah and how did that work out for them (laughs) (laughs) uh well they were former clients of the uvoth which is a name we've mentioned before and what happens to all of uvoth's clients you don't want to know (laughs) um the species was purged Ah. During the Angevin Crusade. Was that an uh, Imperial Crusade? This was actually seen as one of the many successes of the Imperium. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so what did you do today, Vort again? Oh, I destroyed another race. <laughs> it was like uh, the Imperium like has this tally of Xenos that they've killed, and yeah. this was like the ten thousand Xenos. Yeah, so it's like they this pop big a bottle of yeah, champagne. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like a bingo like, card, and they're yeah. like. <laughs> Uh, an aquatic one! Yes! <laughs> we filled out our card! Four in a row. <laughs> Genocide! You know, instead of shouting bingo, they shout <laughs> Xenocide! Uh, yeah, but that's that's about it. Another cool alien race gone too soon. Uh, Christian likes this. Well, he likes the idea of this race because he wants to do a three-dimensional water world table board. And, like, he's, like, going on, like, yeah. That would be so cool. I'd love to see it, Christian. Yeah. And he, like, he has this huge scheme where, like, he'll cut a piece of, bunch of pieces of plastic and, like, oh, stack layer it. Oh, them. I think he's talked to me about this. Yeah, and, like, you stack them, like, a foot apart. So when you have a six-foot table and you've got to try to reach into the middle, you got you have to reach under all these stacks of plastic to try to reach <laughs> inside. Just so you can have three-dimensional combat. Hey, remember space physics? <laughs> I do not recall such things. Everybody loves space <laughs> physics. Uh, okay. The next one is the Donarathi. Oh, Here we go. Sad. Uh, the Donarathi fought High Fleet Jormungandr with High Admiral Hanroth, different than Vortigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were at war with the Vassalian before that. Now, I don't believe that Hanroth ever went back and destroyed them, but it's got to be on the to-do list. It definitely yeah. is. So like the Cimmeriac, Cimmeriac, yeah. Cimmeriac uh, they fought alongside against those Tyranid uh, Jormunger. Jormungander. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but no record of them being destroyed, so yes, yes. what's up, uh, High Admiral Hanroth? I don't think he's had a meeting from an Inquisitor yet. That's all that he's waiting on. So he only wants to... He'll, he'll kill them if he has to. Right. He didn't really want to. No, so of course not. So is he a sympathetic figure then for me who's going... I, don't, I think what more is he's like, I don't have the resources to have another war like with these people, so like let them go if they're peaceful. Because everything comes down to like, can you do it? Because like, the Imperium is a big fan of like, oh yeah, you go until you die. Yeah. Like, you go fight that, or you die trying. And they don't care. They've got more soldiers back in the pipes, right? So It just seems like such an opportunity where, you know, this guy teams up with these alien races, which I know is not popular in <laughs> right. the not, Imperium. No, just I would think <laughs> frowned it's, upon. It's not really less is that the way I should uh, Heretical? Right. <laughs> and yet it worked. Term. It was so successful. <laughs> right. And... You know, maybe something you should try again, Imperium, you know? I no, no. You I should... just want to point out two things. This is not noted as one of the Imperium's great successes. <laughs> so that's step one. Kay. Allying with Xenos is not a great success. Yes. And step two, why do they have two admirals in the fleet fighting uh, the Hive Fleet? You know, but again, maybe, Hanroth maybe fighting the fl- they're side by side. These well, two, Jormungandr is not a small fleet. No, right? It's decently sized. Yeah. It's potentially they were fighting different tangles, mm. right, in different sectors or sure. star systems. You just toss around the word admiral, high admiral, Mark. Yeah. Oh. Uh, oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, Peter, if you would like to know about a race that humanity just couldn't live with, you should Google Interrex. Uh, all right, I will. I will do that. Uh, actually, one of the things that I found the most confusing about 40K when I first started into the lore was just like, 
why do you guys hate all these aliens? Like, maybe there's some good aliens out there. You know, maybe maybe you should just try some friendship for a little you bit. You sound like a tilf- filthy Tau sympathizer. <laughs> I guess I am. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the greater bad. <laughs> <laughs> so have you come to realize why uh, the Imperium's the way they are? So xenophobic? Yeah, they're just full of hatred and... Uh, <laughs> Very small-minded. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And yet, for some reason, I've never felt they are more such at home. a galactic oh. player. It seems to me that, like, the Eldar and the Orc and the humans, who probably have, like, the largest roles, and the Necron, like, they're kind of loners, you know? Like... Yeah, they don't, they don't really work they don't together. They don't really work with other races, and I think there's something to be said for that kind of... Exclusion, mm. right? So like we things that be aren't more the exclusive same. If we want to get somewhere, right? Like, like if they're on the same as you, you get rid bad. of them. Well, when it comes to like your species, yes. Didn't the Eldar like work with the Satan way back in the day? Mm, no, that would have been the old ones. They fought the, the Satan. Oh, right, but right. The old Sorry, ones though. created them. I guess so. Right, so it's kind of yeah. like that's like, you know, your dad and your child and raising your child, but. Honestly, like, the Eldar are not even remotely as close to, like, welcoming as the Tau. No. Like, they're pretty, like, judgmental. Yeah. Like, they are, for all I yeah. joke about it. Like, yeah. They'll work with you, but they're going to be a dick about it. Right. They it's know like they're better than It's like hanging out with Eric. <laughs> I was going to say Christian. <laughs> but even, even the Tau, though, are a little bit like, it's like, you're either with us or against us. Yeah. It's not exactly like a voluntary And it's like, yeah. hey, by the way, you're minors. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Right? Like, you don't have a chance to, like, conscript into our army... You just get to bang rocks all day. <laughs> huh. Uh, so next on the list is, is uh, Dracolith, and they are crystalline alien. Sweet. These Sweet. are cool. Yeah. Cool name. Yeah. Crystalline alien, also cool. Two for two so far. <laughs> uh, they have a religion, which is a good thing. Uh, they attend the uh, church of the Dracolith. That never went wrong. Which also sounds awesome. Yeah. Right. That's... Three for three. <laughs> they literally worship themselves, essentially. Yeah, it's odd. And the like, thing is, like, Dracolith, like, it makes me think of dragon. Yeah. Obviously, like... Crystal dragon. <laughs> That's <laughs> your Pokemon types. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they're encroaching on Imperial space. Yeah. These seem... This seems like a cool, like, kind of... Like a placeholder race where it's like we could come back and, and do exterminate something them later. Cool <laughs> with them, maybe make them a bit more of a threat. Yeah, you know they're kind of just sitting on the edge, but they are encroaching. Yeah, uh, on the space we're gonna find like there's another race that's it kind of described in the same way. Just like they're there, they're taking up space, they're moving into some territory here. <laughs> Maybe later they're going to be a bit more of a problem. Yeah, well, this is just Games Workshop throwing out a bunch of names. Copyright. They just have a random right, name, yeah. so generator. no one else can ever use the word Dracolith and we copyrighted it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> just sitting in a boardroom throwing out cool names yeah. like trademark it. <laughs> I like that. And the cool thing is, like, they have so many authors write their Black Library. Like, one of them potentially could have like the freedom to expand like pretty heavily. Yeah. On these races, yeah. Like, that's that's the only way we get information about these because they're not really in the codexes. No. Or if they are, it's like that one sentence. Right. You know, Humanity like, fought this person. Yeah. That's it. M41994. They fought this race. Yeah, exactly. But um Yeah, not not a lot a lot is known about the Dracolith. Nope. But Crystalline Alien, pretty cool. It's yeah. like are they are they like body? Like do they have like legs that like the crystals move? Or is it more like 
they are like a crystal. Shape. Right. Are they humanoid shape made of crystal? Right. Or are they like a crystal that grows? Hmm. Right? Hmm. Yeah. I hope they're not just like little rock formations. <laughs> that there there really was a... Uh, I used to watch kind of geeky of me, but I used to watch uh, Stargate SG-1. Ah, actually, I like Stargate. <laughs> and I, I think there was like an episode. It, it was one of the first episodes in the series, and there was a species they encountered that was like a literal rock that like mm. grew out, but it was like a sentient being. So, Well, what's interesting is coral But it was is, like a crystal that like grew out of the coral ground. Coral is technically alive, mm, but it's yeah. a rock. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, hmm. it feels like a rock. Like, when you touch it, like, it's it's sharp enough. It'll, right, like, cut yeah. you. It bears no, like, ill will, but it's alive. Yeah. We don't know it bears ill will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, those coral reefs are endangered. They probably have some ill will by now. <laughs> Fair enough. We should exterminate them all before they become too powerful. Have you seen when they bleach? Like, it's crazy what they look like. Watch, like, a whole documentary on it. <laughs> Exciting life. No, it's terrible. <laughs> Wake, woke up, stay woke, or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, let's get to the next one. The Drathari. Nope, nope, I said that wrong. The Draythri. They are creators of the Draythri Pain Goblet. So similar to Goblet. The- goblet. <laughs> is that what I said? Pain Goblet. <laughs> drink from what? this goblet. <laughs> Why is it hurting when I'm drinking? Tell that to the blood angels. Yeah. Okay, it is. They are the creators of the Dre Three Pain Gauntlet. Oh, so very similar to the Chuffian Mall Power Mall. <laughs> this is what we know about them. Except this one can be a little confusing because um, not only does it take the form of a gauntlet, right? It also it takes the form of a goblet. No, <laughs> of a whip. Okay, so. But it would still be called the Draythree Pain Gauntlet? Yes, which is what leads me to confusion. <laughs> right. Because if it was me personally, I would have just named it Draythree Pain Weapons. <laughs> pain technology. Pain technology, yes. Um, yeah, so it takes the form of a whip or gauntlet. It is a torture device to deliver pain throughout the target's nervous system. Now, I have here kind of like an aside, uh, Rogel Dorn with a question mark. Do you want to give a little backstory on that one? Uh, Rogel Doran during, after the Great Crusade, uh, and after the death of the Emperor, and after Horus Heresy and all that, um, he felt like he failed the Emperor, so he started going into what he called the Pain Glove, which was basically almost exactly the way they described this, where it's like uh, a gauntlet or a glove that you put on, and then it, it doesn't do actual physical harm, it's, it just... Attacks fires, your nerves. Yeah, it just fires neurons or whatever and makes you feel painful as like a penance for failing. Right. No way um, am I convinced that it's the same thing, but no. there is a very strong similarity between them. Yeah. And uh, the Imperium is known for using like Xenos weapons or whatever. Um, On the so, down low. Yeah, like. Not sanctioned. Yeah. Every once well, in a while, weapons, we use everyone, some weapons are. Every once in a while, we use like Eldar sorcery to wake up Rabu Gilliman, but that doesn't you matter. You know, just. It's not, it's in, inconsequential when they do. <laughs> right, of course. When it advances the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it's a, uh, that's all we know. It's an interesting thing, though. It could potentially be a connection. Like, we might know like, where the pain <laughs> yeah. glove came from or the idea of the pain glove. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. But that's all we know about them is that they created this weapon. Um, the next one we're going to do is the Drahendra. This one's pretty <laughs> cool. Sentient Energized Dust. <laughs> forming membranous skins around themselves. 
So it kind of makes me think of like another like gaseous type creature, but like a translucent skin, like enclosing like their body, right? It's like a human body if the skin were translucent and inside it was just dust. Like a jellyfish. Kind of, yeah. I guess I could see that. The way they're almost described is uh, it almost sounds like they encompass an entire like gas giant like a di- uh, giant planet oh and then big. like they encompass it and then they like leaf leech energy off it or they eat the gas or whatever now maybe they don't in, uh, encompass the entire planet but they definitely like go close to it and try to like eat the gas yeah um an- another thing is that their intelligence was considered immeasurable so on their iq test it was just the infinity sign like no it, it's, it's just a, question it mark. error question. error error <laughs> uh we don't know yeah they seem to perceive the universe extremely slowly, which is interesting. It kind of, it, it like, breathes a longevity into that race. Right. Right? Anything who can perceive the universe slowly and still be alive clearly has been around for a very long time. Yeah. At least that's my thought process on it. Um, and they are almost extinct uh, by the end of the last years of the Great Crusade. So it doesn't say that they were purged during the Great Crusade, so we can only assume or and hope. We can only hope <laughs> that a couple more are still out there. Oh, oh, for us to kill. Oh yes, yes, yes. Right, I like want we to be able to kill. Right, one exactly. Right, like, like, like I think you just have to poke them, and the the, <laughs> the dust, dust just comes like out like a balloon, yeah. like, like it deflates. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Drahendra. Uh, All right, the next one. Let's talk about the Draken. Uh, six-limbed, reptilian, a meter in body length, as well as a tail. Okay, so got a, that's a pretty good description, actually, when it comes to most of the races that we yeah. have. Yeah, six-limbed, six-limbed reptilian. Yeah, but meter in length, that's three feet, plus, like, their tail, which is probably another three feet. It's pretty big for a lizard. It's a good time. <laughs> nope, not for anyone. <laughs> not unless we're a draken. Um, but they were sentient, and they could actively communicate with humans, which makes them much more ominous, like, the whole thing, yeah. than just, like, a lizard that, like, potentially had a clan, right? Like, no, they could communicate and talk with humans. Um, and what was interesting about these is that the humans seem to be extremely content with their symbiosis and their relationship with the alien race. So there was an inquisitor... I believe it was an Inquisitor, or it was, like, a Space Marine, but it would make more sense to be an Inquisitor. Sure. Who came to, like, view, like, this, like, um, planet that had the species on it, and they they were, like, talking with the humans, and the humans had, like, nothing but good things to say about the Draken. Oh, yeah, those Draken. Great guys. Right, exactly. Pay their taxes. Well, <laughs> don't know about that. <laughs> but they, another thing is that the Draken, I... I I think I read this, is that they would, like, drape themselves around, like, their humans. Yeah, yeah, they were, like, almost, like, it's accessories. Like a, yeah, or like a like, pet or something. Yeah. Um, but, and part of the reasons that the humans absolutely loved them is that the draken seemed capable of projecting their emotions onto the humans that they shared, like, the space with. So they would, like, if the human is, like, getting super angry or upset and the draken is, like, oh, that, like, that wouldn't be good for my life environment, like... I'll make them happy. I don't like all that negative energy. Right, no, exactly. Get, just gotta get the pause, you know? <laughs> so, like, they would, like, project, like, a positive energy or, and, like, emotion, and the humans around it would pick up on it and just become happy. Yeah. Right? So it's almost like, it, it's like a cat. 
really? <laughs> Whose only purpose and only objective is just to live comfortably. <laughs> but now they also have the ability to alter the emotions of, like, the humans around them. So I could see, like, a dragon is, like, super hungry. And it's, like, uh, like hungry, hungry, hungry. Like, it just projects that emotion <laughs> to a point to where the human, human is, like... Like, a bunch of humans start, like, <laughs> looking around. Yeah, like, they're, like... I'm just really hungry right now, <laughs> right? Like, that's what I could see happening, yeah. right? Because they don't seem to have any kind of, like, purpose beyond existing yeah, with it, the humans. And it doesn't sound like they're doing it maliciously or no. anything. Like, they're just having a good time. They're just, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny because to me, like, I just get a bad vibe about these, like, big lizard people. <laughs> and they are big. That, that you wear are, around your neck, this yeah. meter like And that, like, <laughs> mess with your emotions and manipulate you. Well, you just haven't spent enough time with one. <laughs> well, just out of all of They're the... They're super great, trust me. Out of all the alien races <laughs> yeah, that yeah. they just take a look at and then instantly kill, the fact that these <laughs> ones are still around, where they're, like, living in and they some can sort communicate. of weird harmony <laughs> like with the humans. Like, they can talk with humans? Like, maybe it just the, seems really yeah. strange for the, uh, Maybe these are like the Alex Jones lizard people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and they really weren't that bad. <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> out of so many other Xenos yeah. races that have been destroyed, yeah. the fact that these ones... Why does ones, this one get a pass? Yeah, and that they feel comfortable with it. Like, it says that they're part of, like, the ruling councils, even, yep. of some of the communities well, I mean, it on makes this sense. planet. You don't want to upset. Yeah, that's crazy. But you wouldn't want to upset a race that like could negatively like if all of a sudden every draken in the in the planet was like death and like war or whatever like they would turn off the emotions of every human and like mess with them do you think uh, the humans are aware no i don't I think an really? outsider would be aware. Oh, yeah, but there were outsiders that came. Like, there yeah. was a Death Watch team that came. Oh, and maybe that's, that's what, what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, there was an infiltration it's be, team it's that on came. The list, and they were man. questioning. It's on the list. And, and it's, yeah, like, they just haven't got to it yet. Yeah. It's just so crazy to <laughs> there's, me. Because I'm more like. threatening things out there, like I, the race that fights beside you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that helps you kill Tyranids. Right. And then you're like, gotta get rid of those guys. But you come to this planet, it just feels like a real, like, Twilight Zone kind of vibe where you're walking around and you're the only one who's like hey don't you guys think it's weird that these lizard people are manipulating and then the one human's like come see the lizards (laughs) (laughs) right and they're a lizard just slithering up and down their body (laughs) you'll love it (laughs) no too super like you could have a really like dark angle on that yeah i I just think it's super children of the corn really weird uh, okay, let's talk about the Draxian. Really cool name, and all we know about them is that they form part of the Draxi hegemony. So they started it, obviously, <laughs> the Draxians. Yeah. Yep. And they are a new empire that is beginning to conquer Imperial space. Is this another one of your? This is very much the same yeah. as the if crystal. Someone wanted to expand aliens. On this. Uh, they had a church. Mm-hmm. Named the after them, so the Dracolith Church, Church of the Dracolith. These guys, the Draxian hegemony, like um, same kind of vibe here. Like I, I kind of understand the word hegemony. Like it's like, uh oh, I'm gonna have to Google to find that. Yeah, like what I... what is the actual definition of hegemony? Like I can understand the intent behind it's like, the it's word. It's sort of like but... all. Um, don't quote me on this when you find the actual. 
think uh, like a kingdom. Like, yeah, I thought like a kingdom has a king, but a hegemony has like a supreme leader. But I thought it's also like it's more about like coherence, right? It's yeah, like, like a, a if humanity group. were to come yeah. together, we would probably have a hegemony, okay. right? Because one person could not be responsible for the entire race as a whole. Okay. So that would be like the ruling class. It's like Ender's Game, where his like brother. The, the Peter, movie does a terrible job in it, but the book. Peter Wigan, he like right. becomes the ruler, and Earth becomes a hegemony, and he's the oh, hegemon. It's a little different. Uh, it is a leadership or dominance, but especially by one country or social group over others. Hmm. Okay, so it, it is kind of like like the Draxian hegemony would like rule either others within their social rank or other races. Right. Or so, like, if there was, like, an American hegemony... America would, would rule the world. There'd still be the other countries, yeah. okay. right. but the hegemony's in charge of the world. Okay. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a word. Yeah. Another one that we're going to forget in three minutes, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, because they're just placeholder... Is it hegemony or hegemony? It, hegemony, <laughs> yeah. Ew. I do not like the way you... Aluminium. <laughs> that <laughs> one's correct. And what? I catch... <laughs> It is. It really is. Like, and until you look at the word aluminum, if you, and you look at the spelling no, of it, no, and you're no. like, you're going a little crazy if here with you, the aluminium. Aluminium is minium? the correct word. Or what about cheetah? Chasm. That's not funny. Chasm. That's Chasm. not funny. No, if you look at the it etymology is. of the word aluminium, like it is the actual correct title, and the damn Americans. Whoa. Honestly. Whoa. No, seriously. Like, uh, just do like it's literally it was like a single article. Like how they call foyer foyer. <laughs> but like Deckel, that's, that is a more of a cement. Yeah. Like that's more of like a pronunciation. This is gonna be the rest of the podcast. Aluminum <laughs> and aluminium are actually spelt differently. Oh, right. Aluminium actually has I U M at the end of it, and aluminum does not. All oh, right, just so, U M. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they are spelled differently, and the guy who found or created so the drought. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure, are sure, a sure. Large larval and warm. You learn more than just forty k on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you don't learn anything. And it's, it's the. Dr- I lied at the beginning. I've learned nothing. <laughs> this podcast has taught me nothing. Uh, sorry, Mark. Keep going. Uh, they're the drow. Ew. The drug or the, the drug. 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 The drug. Yeah, drug. Drew like, wouldn't be bad. Drew is probably actually correct. Mark's still That's trying to I go. thought it was Drew when I read it. Okay. Go ahead, Mark. No, I'm done. I give you, okay. <laughs> you read the whole thing? Yeah, when you guys were talking, I read it all, and no one listened to me. They are a large larval or worm-like race. Yeah, that's what I said. Subterranean. I did not say <gasps> that. I was going to say, you didn't say that one. <laughs> so they exist below the surface of a planet. Uh, they have advanced psionic ability, which I always think is cool to differentiate between like psychic and psionic. And how do you differentiate? I would differentiate it between psionic being the manipulation of reality... But without using the warp, I think of it more as Necron tech style, right? Because a Necron will affect reality without bringing the warp into the equation at all. Okay. Right? And then psychic ability would be affecting reality by using the uh, Uh, immaterium. So you have the wrong idea then. Uh, Oh. (laughs) No, no, isn't it? Or is psionic head? No, psionic has to do with like the manipulation of like electricity. Really? If you Google the word, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't have anything to do with warp necessarily. Okay, no, no, no. no I, I definitely knew, like, I definitely knew it wasn't warp related. Yeah, but, yeah. But I thought it was just a manipulation of reality. No, no, it has to do more with, like, manipulating, like, elect- electricity. 
I mean, I'm not saying I'm Googling it because I don't believe you. Why you Google? Uh, their home world is Prius One. Um, you what? are so wrong. What? Isn't it? I mean, here it doesn't help because it definitely says relating to or denoting the practical use of psychic powers or paranormal phenomena. I, uh, I remember, like, reading it, though, when we talked about them before, because we got into a huge discussion about know, the difference between it. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm I don't just know. a guy. Just a, a microphone. guy. Okay. Sorry. Let's, let's ignore that for a second. Okay. Um, they were examined by Magos biologist Charlie Darvis. She suggests that they use their mouth to eat and crap. That is the one observation <laughs> like, she was huh, capable of making. They use their mouth to eat and crap. Uh, let's just chalk that one up to exterminatus. <laughs> I think we've learned all we need to learn about this. Heresy! Heresy! Filthy, larval, worm-like creatures. Yeah. I do, like, I do like worms. Like, I like the dune imagery. Right? Like, I guess... I don't know. I, I guess they're large. Like, they're listed as large, Not but. Not everything has, like... Blades for arms. Or the paranormal like, phenomenon in relation to the application of electronics. Where, where, like, how am I getting a, such a different definition than you are? I can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> so you think you're spelling the wrong thing? I like. You know what? Why don't you actually go to like the Drew, the drug, <laughs> the Drew site on Lexicanum while I talk about the ectosaurids. And the ectosaurids, they're it's pretty simple. Their homeworld was invaded by the Iron Warriors, a Space Marine chapter, during the Great Crusade. Well, I guess it would be a legion. They were uh, invaded by the Legion Iron Warriors during the Great Crusade, and surprise, surprise, they're extinct. And that's that's about all we got on the Ectosaurids. Cool name. Oh, it is a pretty cool name. And they're gone. Yeah. There's uh, Saurid makes me think of, like, dinosaur. Yeah. Right, like Saurian. Yeah. And Ecto makes me think of, like, an ooze. Sure. Right? So, like... Ooze dinos. Right. <laughs> Dino ooze. Dino ooze, you know? Weird. Okay. Now, uh, Egarian. This is a long extinct race. But by cataclysm, nobody else came in and killed them. Or was the Imperium the calamity? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Uh, the, the only remainder of them being the Cyclopean Maze Cities. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what is this Cyclopean Maze City? Like, is it, is there like a single thing in the middle and then everything mazes outwards from there? It has to do with electronics. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Tell us your wizardry, Mark. Okay. No, seriously. Like, yeah, how, I would you, how would you picture a Cyclopean Maze City? And I'm looking at Peter as I say this. Uh, I don't Cyclopean even know is, is denoting a type of ancient masonry made with massive irregular blocks. That is huh. so, like, when I think Cyclopean, I think of, like, one. Cyclops. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Or, so, like, it's circular. Yeah. Like, it's a circle maze. Yeah. Hmm. Like an huh. eyeball. But it's just, like, huge, But no, uh, it's just big, almost. ancient masonry, irregular blocks. It, it's a specific okay. style. Yeah, okay. Uh... They were potentially corrupted by the Yuvoth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's another name dropped by them. Yeah. Who granted them powers that doomed them to total extinction. Yeah, so like what what power? Let's let's say <laughs> what power did they give them? Like selling <laughs> your soul to the devil or something? No, no. It, it was a maze building power. No. 
wrong again. Okay, they gave them the ability to to become uh, famous solve any puzzle, <laughs> but removed any passion for the opposite sex. Because they were so smart. They were like, we're past the need to reproduce. Let's take it. Uh, that would go, make you go extinct pretty quick. Yep. What about this? Okay. Clearly you have up. one. They showed him porn. <laughs> A great power <laughs> that doomed them to extinction. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, so we know what happened to them. No. No, no, we don't. I'm refusing to believe that that's canon. Check Lexicanum. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> I've added it on Lexicanum. I've added on uh, Yeah, but the interesting thing here is that it's the Yuvath, right? Like, they seem to have their fingers in a lot of different races. Yeah, yeah. A lot of different dead races. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They or, have their sentient cattle. They have these guys that, that gave them porn and doomed them to extinction. That's not what they gave them. I honestly think, like, it was like a soul, sell your soul to the devil type deal, right? Yeah, like, I, I do like yeah, that. No, like, I, I, uh, where like, you're like, they yeah, can they solve give any them problem, a boon, but, yeah. but like they take something away from them. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next is the Anulians, and we actually have a decent amount of information about these them. guys. Are kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so the humanoid average height of 1.5 meters and slight build and yellow skin. So probably like, especially because human has such a big variance in like between the different humans on different planets. Sure. Like, you could probably pass. For, like, humans at some What's, point. What's uh, 1.5 meters in feet? That's, like, four feet, four and a half feet. Okay, so still small. Yeah, but small, but not outside not the outside, range yeah, of yeah. possibility. Sure. Um, Except I, for the next part yeah. on there. Uh, which would be slight build and yellow skin. Yeah, no, that that's possible, though. Yeah, right? seen a, a Chinese, slight build and a yellow skin. Uh, like, how yellow we talk. Pre-cringing. <laughs> no, I'm just meaning, like, how yellow are we talking? Like, like bright yellow? Like, jaundice yellow? Imperial fist yellow. That's bright. <laughs> That's pretty bright yellow. Um, uh, but, and also this next part. Right, their yeah. skin exudes a lubricating material uh, <laughs> that makes them hard to hold on to. It's <laughs> so weird. Yeah. So... They're just kind of glistening <laughs> with a sheen. They're just really sweaty. <laughs> Super sweaty. I'm totally human, guys. I'm totally just like you. And Except then you take a closer look and you're like, huh, wait. they don't have any noses or ears. Or ears. You only have eye or you only have slits. Yeah. But so maybe they just had cosmetic surgery. <laughs> they got the Voldemort nose. Exactly. <laughs> no but ears. also with ears. Yeah, Ooh. and they just have old holes, just like slits. lizard holes. Yeah. Like where the ears are. Yeah. Um, one thing to note about them, too, is they have a deep hatred for the Imperium, reacting with an uncontrollable rage to uh, Imperial icons, such as the Imperial Eagle. Yeah, but, but the interesting thing about this is, like, the hatred doesn't transfer to humans. Yeah, so to me, like, it would mean that, like, they must have some type of, like, either they're super opposed to, like, religion, or they have their own religion. Right, yeah, maybe like they they're opposed against... to the idea of the fact that there's, like, one group leading, like, all these people. Or they just like... see how flawed the Imperium is. Well, that, uh, guys, that's not possible. That's I to think see. Yeah. I'm an Anulian. I just realized <laughs> that this yeah, the slit skin, that I have got this, for a nose of my looking. Ears. Like, if there's, like, a Anulian, like, infant <laughs> that's found and, like, a really, like, caring parents take the Anulian in, do they ever tell him he's an Anulian? Or are they just like, you're just different, like... Little warp dust on you. <laughs> um, oh yeah, skillful. Work. All right, so their services can be purchased oh. with bones, plants, and junk. 
This makes the Ordo Xenos nervous because they think they might be using them in un- underhanded rituals. Like, <laughs> chill, Ordo Xenos. Like, come on. How much trouble can you really get into with bones, plants, and uh, junk? Come do on. Do you really want to know? Clearly, Peter's never been to one of our rituals. Yeah. It's <laughs> a very summoning. odd form of currency. Yeah. It, it, I'm it just saying, they sound pretty cheap. You can, you can get these guys for real who's, cheap. Who's cheaper, the sentient cattle or these guys? <laughs> I think I want the Anulians. <laughs> um, they often dress in primitive clothing, but are actually quite advanced. Like, their weapons uh, shoot solid crystal ammunition that shreds their enemy. So, which is pretty sweet. Like, getting yeah. shot by, like, a diamond that just explodes and shreds you. Sweet. Pretty cool. cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Hey, that's pretty neat. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, they use monomolecular lines in close combat. Uh, it seems that only the Anulians can use this weapon without being shredded because of their greasy skin. Yeah, it is a little odd, but like, so... What came first, the weapon or the grease? <laughs> the grease. Definitely the grease. <laughs> oh. But like, yeah, the weapon is like so fine that yeah. if you touch it, it will just like shave you like <clears throat> on the molecular level. Yeah. Because like it's so thin, it is a single molecule wide. So you can't even so you're see not seeing it. it. Yeah. Right. Like you would touch oh, it wow, and that's it would actually kind of No, exactly. Like you would just walk right through it and it would just like sever everything. I don't think the, I like that. On the molecular level. I don't, which is pretty crazy. I don't think I would like to be around them. It's anymore. a little different when you I think thought, about the picture, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, no that is I yeah. Like that's the perfect I was thinking more like a garot, is that what they're called? Yep. But like that you can see the line. Right. You can still hold it off, but exactly. like this like yeah, and is that like a whip? Is that how they're wielding this? Because that yep. seems really dangerous. Yes. <laughs> just, well, like, no, because their skin's so greasy. If it I know, but like, I'm totally going to end up whipping myself at some point. <laughs> like this eye. With, like an invisible whip. <laughs> and then you'll hear yeah. your mom's voice in the back. Y'all, you're going to put your eye out. <laughs> I am. I'm going to kill myself with this whip. This now, just imagine like very this dangerous. young kid in a room with a bunch of like... Uh, Valuable items, just flinging this thing around. And everything around him just is just shredding. Like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, perfect cuts. Like it would be. It's pretty sweet to like see things cut on like a molecular level. Yeah, like it's just so perfect. Uh, the next race we're gonna talk about is the Fang. The Fifang. The Fifang. Fifang. So this one's uh, probably my favorite race of all time. Okay. <laughs> Why is it your favorite race, Mark? Uh, they're a mysterious race with no imperial record. So how do we, how do we know? know we know more that. about the Argonites than we do about yeah, these guys. Yeah. And that's all we know. <laughs> that's all we know. We don't know anything. No record. Yeah, um, there's probably just some like Xenos that a got captured. There was a footprint. No, he's like being like inquisitioned and he's just confessing to things and he's like, oh yeah, there's also the Fafang. Uh, what happened to that shipment of good? It was the Fafang. Yeah. <laughs> it's the scapegoats. Yeah. Like, oh, you better get your dinner or the Fafang will come for you. So, again, a bonus race that you can create your own lore. Exactly. You can just run a whole campaign all about the Fafang. <laughs> the uh, The next one, Formosian. Why does that sound so familiar? I don't know. Hmm. Like, Formic <laughs> is from Ender's Game, but Formosian itself, I can't picture anything I think of. Well, never. They're part of the Tao Empire. I think of cheese. Right, <laughs> fromage. Oh, okay, so well, it's not just me. No, fromage is cheese in French. Oh, okay. Well, now I don't feel like a retard as much. <laughs> you never were. Yeah. Uh, and that's all we know. They're part of the Tao Empire. Yeah, it, I don't even um, think it lists like their function within no. the Tao Empire. Yeah. Slaves, mm. probably. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. The Fra'al. Fra'al. 
Um, little is known beyond that they are a piratical and nomadic race famed for ether technology, which is capable of ignoring void shields and Eldar hollow fields. Um, ding, ding, ding. It's a titan killer. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have Fra'al glass knives, are sharp enough to cut into ceramite, and deal agonizing wounds. They splinter in the wound. That's crazy. Like, they'll go through ceramite, but then as soon as they're in the wound, they'll break apart. Oh, that is odd. I wonder if it's like, like it's a react to, like, biomass or something. Mm. Yeah, this seems like a really cool race. Like, they've got a lot of really awesome technology, this uh, ether technology. And uh, it says about them that they're so mysterious, but really because the inquisitors of the Ordo Xenos... They just don't want anybody to study them, and so they want to keep it as like a legend and keep them huh. as like this legendary really? status because they don't want anyone to like so research why do you think and know more keeping, about they them. They want everyone to keep it at arm's length because they're inquisitors. They just hate <laughs> aliens and, and they like secrets. Some some inquisitors their work tech, with aliens. Their tech seems to be like pretty advanced, and in fact, uh, even I think it's like the leader of the Frau. Calls their technology just like toys and trinkets. That's like this right. is just a little taste of the tech that they apparently have, but it's very mysterious. Not a lot known about them. So there's the ether cannons. Uh, their battle cruisers are like really formidable. Hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely would be like a sweet race to like come into contact with, like yeah. in an RPG, like like the Fra'al, like these things from legend and like things that only whispers are spoken about, right? Yeah. And then you see some terrifying technology. Yeah, another cool right. opportunity where later on in the lore they could introduce some new tech and have it find its way into the Imperium yeah. or into Xenos races being able to use it as something even more dangerous. Yeah, I mean the ability to bypass void shields pretty much puts like a Titan on like the death row. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty and scary. Battleships and, stuff. and battleships, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, the Galg, the Galg. Green scaled frog like creatures. Perfect. They, they are mercenary bands. They sometimes work for the Tau Empire. And uh, they hate the Imperium. <laughs> Yeah, I think the Imperium did something to them, probably like exterminated a couple worlds, right, I yeah, imagine. Yeah. So they're kind of hateful of the Imperium now. Oops. <laughs> so again, you want to hire your you know, bovine <laughs> cow mercenary, yeah. or you need a little bit more of a frog it mercenary? It depends on where you're going. Yeah, like, yeah. are we going I, to a, a prairie? <laughs> are we going to a swamp? <laughs> what do I need here? I, I like when the names match up with, like, the idea of them like totally gal like, like, the gal, gal, like frog. right like it just like the big like yeah bulbous yeah, like, throat throat yeah. singing coming out there just yeah it's like that's a perfect name for them yeah yeah it yeah. really is um the galthite they are saurian species uh lizard or large reptilian yeah, i had to google what saurian was when we were first yeah. doing this it's dinosaur like yeah, well, yeah, which we were talking about, those yeah. ooze dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly, the ectosaurids. But, like, I didn't make that connection right. until I had known already that, like, what Saurian was. Yeah. Uh, they're known for creating the Galthite Lacerator, a fist-like weapon made to render flesh with ease. Some of them joined the Dragon Warriors warband in assaulting the Salamander's homeworld of Nocturne. 
And what's funny is you're talking about like a name that perfectly matches, and this one to me just it doesn't fit. It, quite what do you right picture way. with the gal? Well, the the gal. Frog mercenaries, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like Galfite, Galfite, like a lizard man. Like, yeah, yeah, it just seems like I don't know. Yeah, it, it's not that natural. Like, oh yeah, that fits perfectly yeah, with what I would I, think. I agree. Um, Galfite. What What's interesting about these guys is they joined the Dragoon Warriors Warband, which is a Chaos Space Marine warband. Um, you don't see Chaos Space Marines allying often with aliens. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Where the Imperium, well, you, don't even, you don't even see a lot of aliens. Yeah. Joining, like, Chaos. Well, stuff. yeah, and that's the thing. So, like, these guys must be pretty, like, they're okay with Chaos. Yeah, yeah. That's essentially what... And Chaos does some pretty messed up stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because Mo- most races in the galaxy, they understand, like, you need to avoid Chaos. That, or, consider this. So, like, uh, races in the galaxy, they can't distinguish between the Imperium and Chaos. And Chaos. <laughs> Chaos space routes. They're like... They all suck. <laughs> they come, they exterminate the planet, now we hate them. We're the Galg. Like, you know, like... No, that, that could be an interesting thing. Like, they just... It's synonymous for them. It's just death, destruction, and, like, chaos. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter if it comes in the form of, like, a gleaming plated uh, Astartes or an Astartes with its belly ripped open, like, screaming about Nurgle. Yeah, either it's way, all they're just, trying to kill you. It's all chaos. Like, yeah, they don't even give, it, give you a chance to talk to it. But, yeah, it, it's neat that these guys... Allied. Allied with Chaos Space Marines. Yeah. Well, and it's not like the Imperium is taking the time to differentiate with the Xenos races. No, the different no. Cultures they're not handing out their pamphlets. Who's good and who's <laughs> evil, and these guys are a little bit better. So yeah, it so, totally makes sense that the Xenos races wouldn't view yeah. uh, humanoid creatures the same. Yeah. So the uh, the Imperium finds a race, and they're like, oh, that's the Argonites. Like. The Galg is probably not actually called the Galg. <laughs> like, you know, like the no. Imperium probably doesn't even care what the actual right. race is called. It's just the called. Imperial classification. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. They don't uh, care. No, they don't. Um, the Gasulian. They ruled a small empire during the Great Crusade known as the Gasulian Subrealms. They lived in fortified bastion cities uh, that proved too much for the mighty space wolves. Yes. I love this. Uh, they literally had to request a specific rhino type to be built in order to, uh, like, siege break, like, the yeah. fortified cities of the Gasulians. Hmm. So take that, you Space Wolf suckers. Yeah, maybe the Space Wolves should probably try tactics. Yeah, yeah. Instead of instead just, of just like, them, running with claws. Not even wearing their helmets. Right. Like, maybe they should follow the code. Yeah, just... A little bit more. Yeah. Be better. Maybe they should stop riding wolves. Probably stop riding wolves would be step <laughs> yeah. one. Um, step one. Step step one, stop riding wolves. Step that two, happen to also be humans. Right. Because there are no wolves on Fenders. There are no wolves on Fenders. <laughs> step two, question mark. Step three, a prophet. Yeah. Right? Like, that's <laughs> it. Just stop riding wolves. Do we uh, Do we know what type of rhino they uh, uh, requested? Ah, shoot. Yeah, it... it it shows it if Do you, you have the no, the actual one up, Peter? No. So well, who, which of us is going to load it up first? Do That's do the do question. Do here. Do uh, the Whirlwind Scorpius. Oh, That's yes, right. I recall that now. Yeah, it's, it's a huge buster bunker. Yeah. It's, bunker buster. Yeah, it's a barrage. Barrage ordinance yeah. Which, which makes sense because yeah. they needed it to destroy the fortified yeah. cities. So they actually did learn and they stopped just running in close combat. But that means that they first tried to just run into them. Right, exactly. Like their Bolt first gun, their first tactic sword. was like, hey, that's a fortified city. 
get them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like we can jump those walls with our wolves. <laughs> right? Uh, Space wolves. Chickens. <laughs> All right. The best. They're the best. <laughs> uh, the gnosh. Uh, member oh. of the Tao Empire. And, and Mark, what, what amazingly fulfilling and purposeful role do the ganache fill within the greater good? Everybody needs supplies, right? So yes. this is a very honored position. Is it? They are the Tao Empire's cargo haulers. <laughs> <laughs> they go from planet to planet delivering mattresses. They're Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Space FedEx. Yeah. Space FedEx. Honestly, they are used specifically to haul cargo. That's pathetic. Good. <laughs> oh, I'm just—they're alive. <laughs> they're alive. The greater bad, I'm telling you. <laughs> yep. You point, have a place for it, lives. but you better not go out of place. All right, uh, the greet. Ooh, the greet is an invertebrate species from an ocean world. They are a member of the greater good. Ah. With a towel. And their function was to build floating factories for the Earth cast. Why would you need a floating factory? I guess if you're harvesting. Yeah, if you're harvesting like something on the water or in there. Yeah. um, Or if like. Oil underwater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, but or like there's a planet where it's only water. Yeah. Right? Like, and you're like, well, you might as well use it. Like, they can make it habitable for you. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Invertebrate. Doesn't that like. Mean like shrimp like, yeah. Spine, yeah. No spine, no spine. Yeah. So they're like. Oh, so me when talking to my wife. <laughs> You're an invertebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have to make that joke. Um, the Grovian fiend. <laughs> the clawed fiend, the Grovian fiend. Yeah. There's a lot of fiends out there. A reptilian race known for the skill in bounty hunting. That's cool. So yeah, this, maybe, this maybe they can like, uh, like camouflage, like yeah, I think or, like a chameleon type thing. Yeah, they like have super scent abilities where they can smell something and like they can like trace it across the galaxy. Like, ooh, that'd be a little like crazy. Or like they can see like uh, the warp. Like this is all speculation, but they can see like a warp uh, presence and like follow the warp trail of like ah, their kind target. of like because yeah, so, everything has a mirror, right? Yeah. So like they're walk, they're seeing like the traces of what happened. Yeah. because like, they're they're known for that bounty hunting skill, so they have to have something that actually helps them track their foe. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, this would this is one of the ones that um, would be cool to expand on, even personally. Yeah. Right. This like is basically Greedo, right? This is <laughs> Han shot first. <laughs> I mean, it, reptilian race bounty hunter sounds cool until you think of Greedo. <laughs> is it Greedo so or cool. is it that uh, dinosaur bounty hunter? What dinosaur? Um, like Greedo's the green-skinned one. Yeah, that, in the cantina. Shoots. I'll Google a picture but, of it. Yeah, um, yeah, but like it's it's one of those things. Like if you wanted a reptilian race, like and they're known for their yeah. combat skills. Do I want the cow mercenary? Do right. I want the frog mercenary? Do I want the reptilian bounty hunter? Right, exactly. Just put them all, the usual suspects, um, in a line. Poison. And His name is Bosk. Who's, who's that? This guy. Right, yeah. The oh, dinosaur kind of looking. Yeah, yeah. Bounty hunter. Is Whoa. he a bounty hunter? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. The next race is the Gaikon. Uh-oh. I got stuck looking at Django Fett pictures. (laughs) 
Not the first time this has happened. Someone reset him. The uh, guy con. Uh, point number one I have is they fought the Imperium during the Great Crusade. Point number two, uh, you do the math. I assume they lived happily ever after. <laughs> Your math is wrong. Oh. Uh, I don't think it says they were exterminated, but the Great Crusade was pretty successful when it came <laughs> to exterminating Xenos races. Most likely they are gone. Yeah. And other than that, we got nothing else on them. All right, up next, we got the Harrowing, uh, which uh, is really cool. In M32, there's this artifact, and it's uh, uncovered by this explorator fleet. They, uh, they don't know what the origin is of this artifact, but uh, they open it up, like Pandora's box. What's it called? Kind of idea. The artifact? I don't yeah. know, what is it called? The, the Echoing the, Vault. Oh, the Echoing Vault. That's right. Uh, yeah, the Echoing Vault. Right. It threw him uh, off his game. Yeah. <laughs> they I was like, up the Echoing Vault. I was vault. like, when are you going to say the Echoing Vault? I, I didn't have that written down in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so they open it up, and then all these uh, Xenoforms come flying out, these terrible horrors, uh, and uh, they're named, they, or they called them the Harrowing. Hmm. And uh, I wonder if that was like... The title of the Xenos, or like they called that the period. Yeah, I think it, right, like, it, it starts to go really bad because right. uh, these creatures uh, they violate the laws of physics. Perfect. So they don't have to obey those laws. Uh, they, <laughs> they don't. They have a pass. They have a hall pass, pass. and they're <laughs> yeah. causing everything around them to just die or go insane. <laughs> Uh, so they are, and this is happening for years. So for <laughs> several years, this goes on, and so. Uh, the Adeptus Asari's uh, Inquisition, they're all dying and going crazy. There's these other Xenos factions that are also dying and going crazy. Huh. And uh, so ultimately, uh, it's said, rumor has it, <laughs> that the, uh, an Inquisition faction uh, found out that the only way that you could stop or contain uh, these creatures was with, they had to fuse... Uh, Archaeotech and sorceress lore. Perfect. Seems like a bad two idea oh, to me. Don't I was going to say two things you always have in your back pocket. <laughs> just right? like yeah. worst comes to worst, I For whip out my sorcery. <laughs> They're just like, well, we'll just you know this time around. So they fuse those things together in order to seal the breach in the echoing vault and <clears> stop this the harrowing of these uh, crazy creatures. And, and so. The echoing vault was so terrible that uh, once they were able to seal it, they uh, and because they had to use these like heretical means to finally stop it. Right. Yeah. Because you're not allowed to do like use this archaic like technology all the time. Yeah. So they just wipe all record of it from <laughs> any sort of history. So I don't even know how I know about this to share this <laughs> with you. Uh, but yeah. So that would be the harrowing. So. Again, like a weird kind of name, not just a name that they gave, not a lot of description about what these creatures were, hmm. but so powerful that they're just killing and driving things insane and not following the laws of physics, which <laughs> seems game-breaking. You know? <laughs> well, it, it really does sound like a Pandora's box. Yeah. Right? Like they crack this thing open, you know, every single bad thing possible starts pouring from it until they're able to seal it up again, right? So, 
Yeah, I just love the Inquisitors having to use these heretical means to find oh, a solution. Not the first time an Inquisitor has ever done anything um, I just want to point out that uh, an Inquisitor can't do anything that's heretical. Right, because they the determine... The very them doing it. Right, they determine what is heretical and what yeah. isn't heretical. It's odd. Unless another Inquisitor goes to the other Inquisitor and says, you're a heretic... Because then it might actually be heresy. Well, but then they just do an arm wrestle and whoever wins. Whoever is, wins was wrong. Yeah. It's kind of like a yeah. cop pulling over another cop for speeding. <laughs> then, right? It's kind of like, right. oh, you're a cop? Oh, it's okay. Right, like, ooh, what you did wasn't so So, bad. yeah, hey, uh, that was pretty heretical. Oh, you're an Inquisitor. Oh, sorry, my bad. No, go ahead. <laughs> There's actually a really cool Inquisitor. Uh, he's pretty an old guy now, but he's actually been charged with heresy like three or four times. And every time he's charged, like, he goes under wraps. He just has, like, tenure. They just can't get rid of him. Maybe, but he like every time he's charged, like he's in the process of like finding something out, and then by the time like he's done his process or whatever he's doing, like he's like exposed the real heretic, and Uh while his methods are absolutely heretical, he gets like he gets the job done every time because (laughs) of his results. Hmm. He's actually a really cool Inquisitor, and I can't believe I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. But he like he t- like I can picture him perfectly. He, like he walks Eisenhorn? with a, he walks with a cane. Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Hmm. Really cool Inquisitor. Yeah. Really cool story. Anyways, total heretic. <laughs> actually, he's he's not. But he great guy. Total heretic. <laughs> great guy. Great guy. <laughs> great guy. Total heretic. Total heretic. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about the Haru specs. And they are from the Slinarge Rift in the Jericho Reach. You know, I think I went on vacation there last summer. Nope. No, you didn't. (laughs) Fine. Call me out on my bullshit. Whatever. (laughs) That was L.A. (laughs) I get the confusion, (laughs) but it wasn't. There's a lot of weird people there, so I just... It was. There was. Um, And they travel in packs led by a Haru Specs Lifeseeker. Now, are these the whale creatures? Um, Do you remember those? Not that I'm aware of. Ah, like I, see. I think if there was a whale creature, like we would have mentioned it. That, the fact that they're whales? <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, man. I just, for some reason, okay, they're not. Like, the page clearly doesn't say anything about that. Okay. But, <laughs> so, they have, like, a Haru Specs Life Seeker, which I assume is kind of like a guide to, like, the, the clan or the species or whatever. Yeah, I wonder if it's, like, uh, um, no, 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 no. You're looking at a Tyranid. But either way, that's one nice-looking mouth. <laughs> a, a Tyranid is like a... A Haruspex is like a biomorph, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a specific kind of Tyranid. Like, I know. The picture doesn't do anything. Yeah. But, uh, like, you, I wonder if it's... You know how, like, Kroot have, like, their guiders? Yeah, like, I wonder if this is, like, a schematic life seeker or if this is more of the bounty-hunting life seeker. Right, exactly. Like, I wonder, yeah. Like, are they led by, like, a warrior or are they led by a shaman yeah. and, like, a life giver? Yeah. Right, so... So they have a, a Haruspex Tyranid, cre- like, beast creature. Unrelated. And also a Xenos race... Of the same name. Yes. The Imperium's not very creative in no. uh, naming things. Like, they literally called Tyranids because the first planet they assaulted was Tyran. <laughs> yeah. So. so. Yeah. What? What, Mark? Oh, nothing. So if another uh, uh, species invaded Tyran, they would also call them Tyranids. Tyranids 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. The Helgramite. They are a foul anthropoid creature. 
uh, with decayed physical forms. I think I like to think that they're like rotting. Yeah. And like pussing Very everywhere. Feeling. Yeah. Uh, warp infused weapons and biomechanical mounts. That's kind of cool. It, it's a disgusting amalgamation. Is <laughs> yeah. What it makes me think yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, but the coolest part is that they have a protective shield of warp fire known as etheric fire. Yeah, and it, like, encompasses their entire planet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you can't even access the planet. Didn't someone penetrate it at some point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the yeah, shield was, was destroyed. It? The yeah. shield was destroyed, right? We assume by the... The, uh, the Imperium? <laughs> the, by the Imperium. <laughs> yeah. It was during the Belrath Crusade, so that's, like, <laughs> mid-38. Yeah. And they had no desire to communicate with humanity, so therefore they're punished to death. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. They do sound pretty awesome, though. Yeah. Occult-infused weaponry, riding into battle on these biomechanical monsters. Yeah, you wonder if, like, they grow, like, specific creatures and then attach it to it, or they just, like, take the heart of anything and, like, shove it in machinery, like... Yeah. What is an uh, anthropoid... Uh, did we ever look at that? I, don't I remember we did, but I don't recall. Yeah, I can't what. remember exactly what anthropoid means. Well, here's another one for the... Uh... And also somebody look up creature for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anthropoid is resembling a human being in form. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would they just say humanoid? Humanoid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it is... A higher primate, especially an ape or ape man, but resembling a human being. Yeah. Oh, right. No, because remember the example I used was furries? How, like, <laughs> no, like, they're dogs and, like, cats, but they're, like, personified. Because mm. the example is, like, a cartoon of an anthropoid frog. So it's, like, a frog that walks on two legs and has, like, five fingers and a mouth that can speak, like, English, but is still a frog. Huh. Right? Oh, okay. So this could, oh, okay. like... Anthropoid just means it could be anything, but it is, like, shaped like a human. Not, it's not humanoid. It's shaped like one. Mm. Huh. That's the difference, I think. I think maybe, like, a zombie-type thing with their decayed forms. Hmm. Foul, decayed They're foul. Forms. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, they have no desire to communicate with humanity. Which, let's be honest, the smart thing to do is, like, avoid contact with the yeah. humanity. <clears throat> All uh, right. Hrenian. Hrenian. The Hrenian. Hrenian. I'm pretty sure the H is silent. Uh, they're potentially allies to the greater good. Potentially. Potentially. Could but be. They Haven't made up their minds. Yeah. They're definitely mercenaries, so... Just not only their chosen. Do they fight for the greater good, they also fight against it, probably. Yeah, if the money is good enough. Yeah. Doesn't That's matter. That's how I would do it. Yep. All right. And last but not least, this is going to be our last species of the night. Um, it was literally like the perfect species to end on. Mm. Uh, and this is the Hrud. The best. The best. Okay. The best race so ever. It's Renian, but it's Hrud. Yeah, I don't, not, rules. Rud. I don't make the rules. Rud. I don't make the rules. Rud. 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 No. <laughs> uh, they're also known as the Troglidium Hrudi. Which would be their high gothic name? Yeah, like their scientific. Yeah. Yes. Or shadow creepers. Perfect. Or literally the best name ever to be ascribed <laughs> to something, the Bendies. <laughs> Why do they call them Bendies? Well, okay, they are called Bendies, and it's going forward. But like their limbs are like spines. 
Yeah. Like they're fully articulated. Think of like an octopus almost. But I guess they don't have... Yeah. No, but like... like it, they, they go anyway. Yeah, they're, 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 like, they're, like they don't have like... Like we have an elbow that bends yeah, one yeah. way. Yeah. Like theirs is on like a ball joint that literally can spin and each like segment. It's literally like spines when yeah. you see like a crazy picture of them. Ugh. Like they can bend any <laughs> which way. <Bendy>. But okay. <laughs> so they're... The, they're called bendies. They're called bendies because they just bend everywhere. <laughs> okay. They are impossible to study as they wear ragged cloaks to cover their body. That is my favorite point. About that is the guys. reason. And they've been around for hundreds of years, yeah, like yeah. forever. Yeah. They've been like fighting and people have been trying to kill these guys, but they don't know what they really look like. Yeah. They can't study these, them. Yeah. These ragged cloaks they always have. Just, <laughs> just put your hood up. Yeah. And it's Mango like, biologist is like, hey, can we, uh, what, what do you look like? What's Guys, underneath like, that cloak there? Not taking it off, not yeah. doing it. You Aww. can't make me. Just like a trench coat with a hood. <laughs> yeah. Ragged cloaks. It's not even a nice one. It's just crap. Yeah. And uh, what happens too when you kill them, and this also contributes to what the we The fact that they really, can't be studied, yeah. yeah. Uh, their body disintegrates into uh, a mass of filth. <laughs> so yeah. they but, just like... But that's also their body like regularly. No, yeah. don't they don't they like dissolve? Yeah, like they, they liquefy. Dissolve. They yeah, liquefy like, rapidly upon death. Yeah, yeah, like so you can't study even on death cuz yeah, they just exactly. disintegrate. But like in life, their yeah. body is de- as a degenerating mass of filth. Hmm. Like that's just what they are as a person. Like they are disgusting. <laughs> uh what's odd though is that like when as they're describing lexicanum, it does specify it's like their body is a mass of filth, but they do have a female gender. It's like Someone looked at like the ragged cloak and was like, "That one has tits." Yeah, that's what they were like. I, I see that uh, the bulge, right? Like, <laughs> like we don't know what they look like, but we know there's a female. Uh, another thing that uh, is crazy about them that keeps us from knowing kind of what they look like, they can generate uh, like blackness around them. So even if they're in like a completely lit room and they're like in a cell and they like can stand in the corner and they create like darkness around them so that they're they like yeah they create shadow yeah they're just well shadow keepers or watchers or yeah well yeah they're called shadow creepers creepers um they are perfectly adapted to life as an opportunistic predator they can make poisons like within their body themselves like many many um they can secrete a toxin that humans get addicted to and then they become the Hrud slaves. Yeah. Yeah. Like biological mind control. Um, yeah, it's more like a meth addiction. Like, it's not like they're actually, like, physically like, yeah, controlling like it. Okay. It's more of, like, oh, we need some more. Give me that crack. Give me that Hrud gotcha. toxin. So then the Hrud is like, go get me some chicken dinner and I'll give you this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Hrud um, crack. Yeah, and they... It will cause withdrawals if the human stops getting it. So yeah, it literally, to the point of death, even. Yeah, like, like it's it's a chemical dependency in the yeah. body. Um, they can create a biological. So the the darkness field that you're talking about. Yeah. It's a biological field called a uh, sea mist, and I think that might be like what the Hrud call it, because I yeah, I can't see the Imperium calling it that. Yeah, that's an odd sea yeah. mist. The area that they stand in tends to always be darkened. Yeah. Uh, and then another interesting thing that they, like, kind of exude from their body is an entropic field. So everything, like, ages around the Hrud. Yeah, and like, this decays. is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, like, humans will just, like, over the course of, like, their life, it'll take off 50 years of their life. They'll but just slowly age, just, like, eat them. it. Wow. Yeah, like, time goes faster around. Well, I don't know if it goes faster around them. It just ages them. Yeah, like, yeah. 
but molecular right. time. But we don't know if it's like the like the HUD themselves. Like they might not be even affected by it. It's just something that they right. Yeah. Like, but it's no. such a crazy thing. Like they describe uh, HUD migrations as being one of the most dangerous things in the entire galaxy. Uh, when HUD reach uh, their a certain number like a in population. their colony, yeah, they're split off, and half the population will go to another planet, and they call this a migration. But what happens when you get amount that amount of HUD in one spot that Anthrotropic. The entropic field. Entropic field is so big that when they p- pass by planets, it will like age the planet itself and like mess up the world. Yeah, yeah. So it's like this dangerous thing because there's no real like defense against it. Like even if you go to like. You China, have to destroy them. But even order. that, like everyone who goes there ages 50 years. Right, exactly. And like your ships will fall apart and like rust and like it just, it's, yeah, super dangerous. Yeah. They, um,. They live in tunnel cities or Junlaks, and they are junky scavengers. They collect all types of filthy junky goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to a rut. Yeah. So these guys and those guys that collect bone and plant would get along well. The Anulians. Yeah, they could just trade junk back and forth <laughs> to each other. Like, ooh, that's shiny. You got that? <laughs> that's a nice used tissue paper you got there. <laughs> I'll trade you this half-used shoelace. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be odd to watch one of their bargaining yeah. sessions. Yeah, uh, they do have a religion, yeah, a fraud religion, and it talks about. And this was actually probably one of the most interesting things about the fraud. So it talks about an ancient war between their creators, who they call the most ancient, and the enemies that destroyed them, or the mirror devils, that their god changed them from. Okay, so sorry. So the thing about the, th- the Hrud is that in their religion, they weren't always Hrud. They yeah. were some other creature, and that their god changed them from this, actually is described as like a really like beautiful, gracious creature, into the Hrud to save them from like the coming like destruction of that species. Yeah. Right? So it, it's like from whatever they were previously, their religion says that their god changed them into the Hrud as they were now in order to allow them to survive. Yeah. So this is not canon, this part. Pure speculation. Um, you can assume that the old ones are the ancient ones. Yeah, the most ancient. The most ancient. Right? Because a lot of everything was actually created by the most ancient. Yeah. And then the mirrored ones, or the mirrored devils, you can kind of uh, think like... The Satan. Uh, the Satan. Like the necrodermis is shiny, so like they see the reflection in them, so they call them like the mirror devils. Right. And they got changed. Like maybe the Satan tried to feed on them, but then in order to stop the Satan from feeding on the Harad... They change them to this gross, deformed life form where it's like the Satan no longer want to feast on their well, soul. Yeah, because if they are around the Hrud, they'll start to age and like feel the effects of time potentially. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the interesting thing is when you actually read the, the religious part portion in the Lexicanum, there are many similarities to draw between the Eldar mythos yeah. and like their pantheon and the Hrud religion. Yeah, which is kind of cool. So it almost, it like, and again, not canon. But maybe... No, I'm just kidding. It's not. But potentially, like, the Hrud were Eldar at some point. Hey, maybe, yeah. Right? Like, well, maybe that's... that's what they got transformed from into the Hrud because there was, like, yeah. a pantheon god or something that saw the forecoming doom hmm. and changed them. Or even one of the uh, old ones back when they were there. They changed part of the Eldar into yeah. this. So it's really cool the fact that they actually have, like, a decently fleshed-out religion yeah. to talk about in this race 
that is like disgusting. Yeah. Right? But the Filthy. religion is like very set. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the last thing that uh, I want to talk about them is that they use a lot of warp or plasma based technology and it can actually be modified to accept like human power cells. Hmm. So like you could get like a HUD weapon, yeah. modify it, fit a human cell in there. Um, but then like it does say after that, like it just, it'll break like yeah. really soon. Just yeah. wipe off all the toxin first before you <laughs> put your hand on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're crazy. No, the Hrud are like one of the cooler like, races. Just imagine like just being around them and you can like see yourself aging. And you're also addicted to them, so you have to be around them more. Right, exactly. Like, like a flower just, like, dies, like, yeah. as they walk by. Yeah. And, and you can never really see them fully because they're yeah. fully encased in shadow all the yeah. time. When they, they walk into, like, a nice clean room and they leave, it's now, like, starting to rust and decay. Yeah. It's just like, wah. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a good enemy because they hate, take human slaves. Yeah. You know, like, they're disgusting they destroy everything like and you can't yeah you cannot live beside them peacefully right. like yeah you can't do it like yeah, even like, if you try they could live peacefully but you can't yeah like you just it's it's bad for you even if you wanted to live next to them so yeah, yeah it's just like yeah it is a good enemy yeah there it's easier to justify killing them yeah. than some of the other like, <laughs> this is an aquatic alien we must kill it yeah <laughs> Would the Tyranid go after this uh, species? Biomass, yes. Yeah, I would assume. It Even would. if it killed the like, um, like if the cost was greater than what you get out of biomass, it's that's an interesting thought with Tyranids. Yeah, because part of it, like that's been a question for me, is like, do they leave enemies? And and the reality is they do, right? But in the end, like the Tyranid end game is is more like, oh, we just don't have like what it is right now to take care of this enemy, so we'll come back. Yeah. Right? Like, at some um, point, they they want to destroy the entire yeah. thing. So. Kind of sounds like the Imperium. <laughs> hmm, some similarities there. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd say that the, the Nids would fight them. Because, like, the oh, big yeah. thing is that whole, like, the time dilation or whatever doesn't really matter to a Nid life. Where yeah. and, and like a, a nid could it even would, it would just eat up your your like soldiers yeah but like a lot the, the time dilation isn't like it's not like instant it, it's crazy but it's not like instant like yeah yeah no, I so. and another yeah. thing yeah. is a tyranid could probably like grow because it grows units not to live long exactly just so to it, cause devastation so they yeah, could, yeah and like uh, an interesting thing that we were reading about after we did our tyranny episode is that they even have like organs that function separately from the unit they're inside yeah right mm -hmm. so like you function with all of your organs and you are one thing but a tyranid is actually comp potentially comprised of like six or seven things which together like offer the higher function to the unit as a whole yeah. so it could you could create like specific things within it to prolong its life potentially, right? Like, or you could say like this like heart is gonna last for three hundred years because of all the special things I put in it. So yeah. they would have they would have some way to get around it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like I got no more. That's that's a lot, and it was we, a lot of info. We still have two more episodes that are gonna be like this. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of minors, you know, so and like many. there's just so many cool ones that. Uh, I just love to interact with in an RPG. For sure. And, and doing this makes me want to do it. Yeah. Right? It makes like, me want to interact with everything. There's just so much story out there besides, oh, the Eldar are trying to do this now. Yeah. Like, and the Imperium is killing everyone again. That, that always happens. That's actually a pretty common. Yeah. Thing. That happens. But. 
All right, uh, I guess since we're done this, let's get straight into our Tales from the War. Are we still calling it that? Why not? Oh. For fun. I don't know. <laughs> so just a couple questions then for this part. Um, I guess since we just went over like almost like 50 races. <laughs> uh, wow. What one was your favorite? So Mark, tell me what one was your favorite race. Um, so I have two favorite in this section. It just happens to work out. But how can you have two favorites, Mark? Only well, favorite means one is your favorite. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, t- I'll pick my top ten favorite then. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> give us your two. Okay, so uh, Hrud, I love the Hrud. They're so sweet. Like, I think all of us are going to say we love the Hrud. It's like when we were talking about, oh, what's your favorite chaos god? Everyone's like, Malal. Yeah, yeah, Like, exactly. it's just like, they're so sweet. Yeah. Um, But... The one that I really like, and I hope that Games Workshop would actually do something with, is the Demiurg. Um, it just, to have Space Dwarfs in, like, 40k, like, it's an instant market that you know you're going to make profit off of. Like, dwarf players are everywhere. Like, you don't have to do much in order to make profit off a dwarf army, you know? Um, there's already a fan base for it. Right. Um, so, I, I like the, the Demiurg. And what I do is I use uh, Mantic Games. They have a Forge Fathers model line, and they're like space dwarves, like super heavily armored, bulky looking. And I use these guys as like models for when I uh, want to play as my Demiurg. And then the rules I just use is like uh, Space Marine Terminators, where they're big, slow, heavily armored. And uh, yeah, I, I like the Demiurg the most, I think. Out of these ones that we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, you, like, you literally have a, the models on your shelf, yeah. like, and you've named them the Demiurg, so yeah. it was pretty obvious like, that that's what you're going to Like, it think. just, yeah, I like them. They're space dwarfs. Dwarf, we, dwarf, dwarf. We need some dwarfs. Yeah. Filthy exactly. dwarfs. Yeah. Uh, Peter. Uh, for me, I, I'm going to go with the harrowing. I think just, yeah, it's so over the top, so crazy. Laws uh, of physics? Yeah, nah. exactly. Just throw it out the window. <laughs> Uh, so I love that they had to go to these crazy great lengths to seal it back up and kind yeah. of stop it. So that that's definitely, I would say, my favorite. Favorite lore part for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you could choose, like, it, if you were interested in tabletop and you wanted to see a model of something, or if you wanted them to actually do something on that line, do you have one that you would like to see more of? Ah, that's a good question. Uh, I'll have to think about it. Okay. Uh, I'll let Eric... Or Jordan answer their favorite. And okay. Yeah. Um, I I think uh, probably the Harad was my favorite too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the freaking bendies, man. The bendy, filthy bendies. Filthy bendies. And not just that, like even the lore aspects to it are kind of interesting. Yeah, because you were talking about the Eldar, how you liked like that. Yeah. They have this whole rich backstory. And yeah, yeah. The Harad have that too to some degree. Yeah, exactly. Like for a Xenos race, they have yeah. a lot. Yeah, they, they probably have one of the most. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, I think, like, next to them uh, was actually, I don't know if they're my favorite, I just found them the most interesting, was the Drahendra. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Only because, uh, like, a lot of the other Xenos races on this, like, a lot of them you can, like, pick them out almost a similar kind of alien in other sci-fi universes, mm. right? Yeah, this and is it, a bug-like one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a lizard and a bug yeah. and and all that kind of... Like this aqua- one's aquatic. Yeah. 
But the Drahendra were just like seem to be like a really I've never read anything quite like that. Just just to clarify, because it was a lot, the Drahendra are the dust ones. Yeah, yeah. That have the, the dust mem- balloons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have the, the membranous skin on them. And they like live on gas giants. Yeah, yeah. on the dying stars. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah. So th- yeah, I just saw I don't know if they're my favorite. I just It's just such interest- a different thing like yeah, you yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, I agree. I really like the Drahendra too. Um, obviously my favorite is the Hrud, and it always will be. It is, it's just a huge standing joke to just everyone's life. It's like, you filthy Hrud. Yeah. Like when, whenever like, when I want to really insult Mark, that's what I'll call him. Aww. Um, <laughs> the, uh, aside from the, the Hrud, though, um, the Agarian. So uh, the long-extinct race, they had the um, Cyclopean May cities. Okay. And so what I thought was really cool about them is the power that they had from the Unath, or the Uvath, sorry, yeah. that doomed them to extinction. Mm. So that would be, I'd be way more curious to find out, like, what exactly yeah. was that power? Like, was it a deal that they were given? Was it forced on them? Yeah. Did they, like, find some secret Uvath thing that they, like, kind of stole, but it wasn't for them? And, like, I think that would be a cool thing to, like, learn more about. Yeah, yeah, because that's... A huge question. Yeah, and then it just and it then it leaves s- their civilization in just a ruin. Yeah, right, like completely deserted things. Yeah. Like it, it was a cataclysm, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, to me, it just sends my like, like You're my mind racing yeah. with like possibilities exactly. of what what would you trade? Exactly. Like yeah. what what would it have to be for me to like, like if I knew I was making the deal? Yeah. Like what would I have to give? What would it have to be for me to give up my like yeah. ability to like go on? Hmm. Or if it wasn't a deal, like how like how did I feel as like I slowly realized that I had like doomed my species to yeah. extinction by doing this? Or, <laughs> right. It, it's yeah, kind of, it's think so of Cesareth the Necron King, yeah, yeah, yeah. when he realizes what happened with him, like, he yeah. had a way to reverse it, yeah. at least. Or like, semi- partially. Yeah, I know right? what like, But it, these guys, know Exactly, they're gone now. Yeah. So, for that's me, cool. that's pretty sweet. Hmm. I think if I was tr- to have to pick, like, a, a race to try and put an army together with, I, I'd probably go with the Arakan. Uh, <laughs> they'd have some cool, like, gameplay mechanics. You've got the... Uh, Ostro Mystics. Oh, okay. With the, yeah, yeah. These are the spider kind of yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah, can. the grandfathers. Yeah, and, and they skitter, can. Skitter, you've got guys who can lay traps and put eggs inside of guys <laughs> that they catch. Yeah, you've yeah. got the grandfathers that are big and yeah. moving around. You've got the skitterlings that are getting up inside of uh, armor and attacking, eating uh, <laughs> guys from the inside. There'd be some cool things that you could do with an army of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a different take on the bug. Like, yeah, because right now they just have, like, the Tyranid bug version. Yeah, right? which is, yeah, more of, like... Uh, Sweeping tide. Sure. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just like, the the Arachid just seem to have a little more long-sightedness. Right? Like, the Tyranid is just, like, absorb biomass, leave the planet by. Whereas the Arachid, they have cities, and, right? Like, they want cocoon to actually ships, prosper. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, they have the cocoon ships. But they yeah. want to, like, build something beyond destruction. Yeah. Which, to me, like, would lead a difference in, like... Like, a Tyranid wants to destroy everything. Sure. Whereas, like, a Arachid, not necessarily. So yeah. I could see that being different in, like, their story. Yeah, and, and even just the way their, their models would look would yeah, be different. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't have to have, like exoskeleton like, right they would have to chitin, but yeah exactly because like, a tyranny's entire purpose is to destroy so yeah. n- everything that they are goes into that yeah. whereas a rackin like also lives and builds 
because they have cities. Sure. Right? So they have yeah. to be able to perform those secondary functions. So I, I think it's cool. So is there uh, one of these races that you would love to see like the lore expanded on where you, Eric, you kind of answered that a little bit, but uh, for Mark or Jordan, like where you'd love to find out more information about this specific race. Any, sure. Any of them Um, specifically. Yeah. There's gotta be one that piques your, your interest. Okay. Let me, let me, I'll give you a second to look over them. Cause I've got an answer ready baked. Uh, For me, Uh, it's the frawl. No, you can't pick the Frawl. Because they're the best. That, that I want to know my, more about that ether technology. That was my answer for what model do I want to see. Oh, really? I want to see them in gameplay. Like a sure. pirate nomad race with like these crazy like dagger techs. And yeah, their ether and ability to like ignore the glass knives. Yeah. To be able to use once you get into yeah, I want to see that in like in on tabletop the frawl. Sure, yeah. I just want to know more. Like I, it's just it feels like it's just a little tease, right? Just that that line about toys and trinkets. That's all right. the technology that's out there now. Just pick the chuffians so there. Much pick more. the chuffians. Yeah, I was looking at <laughs> But yeah, they there's a nice tease there. Yeah, where I'd love to see more nice. of what the frawl have. Jordan. Um, I think, like, for me, almost any of the extinct races I would like to sure. hear more about. But, I mean, I guess, I, I I sort of wonder if Games Workshop just wrote them in there just as almost, like, uh, to add, like, a gut punch to, like, how bad the Imperium oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Totally, yeah. yeah. Like, they're tell. not really there for their own sake. They're, yeah. they're just written in. Yeah, to, any of the extinct ones, like, that's all we'll ever know about yeah, them, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So your curiosity is kind of will never be satisfied. Right. But yeah, that's very true. Like I think I think like the ones you were talking about the the Agarians yes. would be interesting to know more about. Yes. And the Hrud. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I guess the Gravonian Fiend. They're a reptilian race known for their bounding hunting skills. Like oh, that's the one where we said like it would be decently easy to like build your own story about them. Yeah, and, and like, even if, put them on the table. Yeah, and like just. How how do they how why are they such good bounty hunters? Are they using some type of warp tracking or I don't know? Yeah, like sensory. You, yeah, like I or... I could just imagine making an RPG character playing as one. Yeah, exactly. Being killed instantly because I come in contact with the Imperium. Right. But my backstory would be <laughs> would very be so well fleshed out. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, any more questions we've got for each other? Demiurg. You can't just say space dwarfs and expect me to have a conversation with you. I just want space dwarfs. I know you do. It's weird. I'm not even a dwarf guy, but I like dwarves. No, so. you're definitely oh, a dwarf I'm a dwarf. Guy. Okay. Dwarf, dwarf, dwarf. Um, well, obviously, like we have a couple more episodes of this. Uh, there's a lot to go through. You'll hear a little more from us about that. It's been um, interesting, though. Yeah, no, it's been Lots really cool just for material. us. Yeah. Um, always, we're on Facebook. Uh, you just search Lorehammer. We're on Twitter, Lorehammer40k. Uh, you can all just email us, lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're looking at shaking some things up in the new year. Um, so give us your insight, your corrections. Give us your suggestions. Give us your favorite Xenos race. Yeah, tell us your favorite Xenos race for sure. Like I'll post something on Facebook or something when this goes live. Who knows? You say this all the time, but you never do. <laughs> That's not true. Sometimes I do. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, anyways, I guess, thanks for listening. Uh-huh. We love it. <laughs> Bye-bye.